Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to podcastjuice.net. My name is Michael Dean, and this is the Michael Dean Show. Hope you are doing well. We are back. Joining me today is Mr. Aunt Pooh, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. New nickname alert. You can call me Mr. Captain CVS, a.k.a. Mr. Receipts in the Bag. And I had a great week. All right, all right. Also joining us is Mr. Q-Storm, sir. How are you? I'm good. I finally got to see all four hours of uh, when they see when they see us. All right. All right. Cool. Hallelujah. All right. Also joining us is Mr. Big Sexy in Sax, sir. How are you? I'm mad. All right. Big Matt? No, I'm not big. A little mad. That's it? You're just mad? Just mad. All right. Disappointed. But, you know, it's cool. Okay, you know, elaborate. We're just gonna. Uh, you know, we're talking about it off air, man. You know, I just uh, I got my sign of the times vinyl uh. last night, and I was expecting something of quality in the mastering, and it just ain't there. It is just not there. All right, all right. Maybe maybe one day we'll get a a re-release on that. No punch up the mix for you sure that happened all right man there's a lot of things in the news i want to get into uh starting things off first thing i want to talk about is uh and, and i'm gonna just preface this to say if i said that word right uh i am of the older somewhat of an older generation i suppose uh so the viewpoints that i have may not always be the most popular but this one you're talking to somebody who's been around for a while whether they're jaded or they just seen, seen stuff and not impressed or whatever. I, I'm a little bit on that today. So <laughs> just letting you know. Uh, and shout out to Dapper Dan. I saw the interview he did with uh, The Breakfast Club. I thought that was a very interesting interview. I don't agree with everything he said in it, but I did think it was very interesting. And I thought he had a very uh, insightful viewpoint on things as him being in his 70s and being around a lot of things that was very interesting. Um, and, and in particular, his comments about Malcolm X and Martin Luther King and how they saw those gentlemen back in their heyday times, as opposed to how they are seen today. Uh, you know, I implore you to go listen to it, but he essentially was saying back then we saw Malcolm as a traitor and Martin Luther King was a coon or a sellout. And he was just saying that was because I think he made a point where he was uh, dapper down. He was in jail at some point and he said he was in the same prison of the alleged killers of Malcolm X and that they were heralded as heroes or highly respected in here. And Charlemagne was, was shocked. Like, what do you mean they were respect? You know, so he gave him said, well, let me tell you how things were back then, as opposed to the lens that you see things, you know, over time, how people sort of become these other things. So, so it was very interesting. That's why I say it was a very interesting viewpoint because uh, I wasn't around back then. So I was kind of shocked too. I was like, how would they be respected? But, you know, he said, hey, in context of back then, Nation of Islam was super powerful, highly respected, and Malcolm was seen as a person who left that and went against it. So that's why people had that viewpoint. So it was very interesting. And sometimes we forget, like, how things become, uh, I don't want to say sensationalized, but the stories 
of people sort of change over time. And at one point, people may be persecuted, but then they'll become these legendary heroes, which maybe they deserve to be. But I'm just saying, you know, things do change. Anyway, with all of that said, I don't know if this person would be a legendary hero 30 years from now, but uh, ASAP Rocky uh, is a rapper, I believe, from the East Coast. Cincinnati. Since he's from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I thought he was like a Harlem cat or something, but nonetheless, I, I vaguely have heard of him before. I know there is uh, a clique of people that he's associated with uh, that have been doing their thing, but apparently he was overseas in was it Sweden and got into some sort of uh, altercation with some Swedenites <laughs> over there. <laughs> Uh, it's on video. I didn't see the video, but I heard that it was going viral at the time. There was a video of him in a fight with some people. And then I heard he got arrested. And then I don't know if it's ASAP, uh, Rocky's team, but there was another video released, which showed, you know, ASAP and his people were trying to deescalate the situation and telling these guys, Hey man, stop following us. We don't want no problems. Y'all go this way. We'll go that way. You know, we don't want to, you don't want to hurt you. So they were kind of, you know, basically saying like, hey, we wasn't trying to start nothing with these people. We are defending ourselves. Um, and so you, you started to hear the stories of uh, Mr. Rocky was in jail over there and it was like in supposedly in inhumane conditions. I think I saw something where I don't know if it was him, but they mentioned it was like walking in a toilet or, you know, just terrible thing in jail in a foreign country, but it was terrible situations. But there's something interesting happened uh, once this story came. And I remember this at the time, but I don't keep up with him, so I forgot about it. But I want to read you something that ASAP Rocky had said. Maybe it was last year or months ago. Uh, He was asked a question. He said, do you ever feel like you're being forced to address these issues? Uh, These issues would be black issues african-american issues i think they were talking at this time it would have been about a michael brown or ferguson type of thing somebody's got something going on there all right ladies and gentlemen we are back again whoo quite the edits i don't know we have some audio problems but we're gonna keep it moving all right so we're gonna get back to asap rocky and here's what he said when asked a question about, you know, what did he think about having to uh, always address issues uh, in regards to black people? He says, they're not forcing me to do shit. I'm just going to stay black and die. Why? Because I'm black. So every time something happens because I'm black, I got to stand up. What the fuck am I? Al Sharpton now? I'm Aesop Rocky. (laughs) I did not sign up to be no political activist. Uh, I want to talk about my motherfucking lean, my best friend dying, the girls that come in and out of my life, the jiggy fashions that I wear, my new inspirations in drugs. I don't want to talk about no fucking Ferguson and shit because I don't live over there. I live in fucking Soho and Beverly Hills. I can't relate. I'm in the studio. I'm in these fashion studios. I'm in these bitches draws. I'm not doing anything outside of that. That's my oh, life. Buddy. So, with those okay. comments said, <laughs> Twitter started going in on him. Like, basically, what about what Hype about that? Yeah, same same energy. 
you know. So this here's my thing. I'm gonna get the guys to, to, to jump in. I don't wish anybody jail time unless you deserve it. Um now let me give my on cold response. <laughs> I hope that he gets through his situation. You know, you're in a foreign country. And you say you were defending yourself. They put you in jail. They say they're going to keep you in there until the investigation is over. It might be a couple of weeks. I get it. It sucks. And humane, you say it's humane conditions. Man, that's horrible. I don't want to see. I wouldn't want to see anybody go through that, let alone this young brother. But on the other hand, <laughs> um, this is one of those situations where when you, I see it when like you're dealing with your children and they don't want to listen. And they be, you know, you're talking to, sometimes you talk to a young man and say, hey man, if I was you, you know, I would uh, get my education tight. You know what I'm saying? Get a, maybe think about getting a job or something and, and, and stacking a little bread or something. You know, get yourself something to stand on first. Oh no, you don't understand. Oh gee, I'm gonna do it. Oh, okay. Hey man, just trying to, just trying to help you, bro. You, you got it. And sometimes you gotta let people learn on their own and get that belt time. Because sometimes when you when when a young cub, they want to buck up and they think that they're going to do this. But the reality is you're going to get slapped down and maybe you just need to go ahead and do what you're going to do and then feel the wrath of that 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 belt across your behind. <laughs> and then, oh, shit, OK, you was right. Damn. So to <laughs> me, that's what this is. Go ahead and let him get his belt time. You know, I, it sucks that you have to do that, but sometimes that's the only way certain people gonna learn is if they fall and understand for themselves. So, to me, based off of these comments, let's let's uh, we'll practice your logic, right? You said I don't live there. I'm in Soho and Beverly Hills. I'm in the studio. I'm in these bitches' draws. So, the thing I would say then, cool. I don't have no emotions about it, but I tell you what, you need to go holler at them people in Soho, Beverly's Hills, <laughs> the fashion studios, and whoever bitches draws you swimming in, let them, they'll come and, be, and cape for you and bail you out. Because you got that, because essentially, you just said, you don't live my life, and I certainly don't live that. So, as he said, I can't relate. I'm cool. You know, I don't wish nothing wrong with them, but hey, man, them draw. Whose draws? The, the draws are going to save you. But see, this is what happens with these celebrities and people, and it's people in general. But when you're talking greasy, when somebody asks you for something and you'd be like, then don't be surprised when they do the same thing to you when you get hemmed up. So that, you know. Uh, and I will, my last, I'll leave my last part with this and go around. Ice Cube said this years ago. You know, I'm gonna read a little bit of Ice Cube's lyrics. It says, uh, "When you first started rhyming, it started off slow. Then you, then you start climbing, but it wasn't fast enough, I guess. So you gave your other style a test. You was hardcore hip hop, but now look at yourself, boy. You done flip flop, giving all music away to the mainstream. Don't you know they ain't down with the team?" They just sent they boss over, put a bug in your ear, and now you crossed over on MTV, but they don't care. They'll have a new nigga next year. You're out in the cold. No more white fans. No more soul. 
and you might have a heart attack when you find out the black folks don't want you back. So these are the situations that he's probably in. Now, are there the celebrities, black celebrities, capings? Yes, as they should. But as a regular lay person, a hip hop and a consumer, I'm going to do exactly what he said. I'm cool. I'm going to play the elder daddy style and go on, let him get his butt whooped. And then when he come and fix himself up, then now you see what we're talking about. So the next time when the black folks is out here, we protesting or we trying to unite and, 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 and we standing over here, you want to think twice before you ostracize yourself out of the situation. Don't expect those same people to come and save you. That's, that's the hard lesson he's got to learn. With that, I ain't got nothing to say. Big Sexy, what's your take on? Well, again, I don't know what he uh, got into over there in Sweden. And he's playing this inhumane over here and all that. I'm out of the country, yada, yada, yada. Sweden has a history of being about human rights, well, I understand. So I, I don't think it's as inhumane as he's building it up to me. And even if it is... You are in jail. It's supposed to be a place you don't want to be in. It is not supposed to be the Ritz Carlton. You know, I don't know what he did, <clears throat> but to take a very, very serious issue and just be cavalier like that, you know, and it's almost, I hate to say this, it's almost like the very first appearance of Spider Man. You know, the guy runs by Spider Man, they're like, hey, trip that guy for us. I can't be bothered. It's got nothing to do with me. And it came on, you know, later on it bit him in the ass. It's the same thing happened here. You know, Rocky made those comments about I'm in Soho, I'm in the studio and whatever, whatever. And now all of a sudden you're in the pickle and you want support from the same population you just shit on? Come on, man. You know, take this is your time out. Listen, you need to go sit down in the corner, think what you did what you did, get that belt. And maybe you'll think about it next time. Yeah, man. Uh, Q, Q Storm, are you back? Yeah, I'm back on my laptop. Oh, there we go. All right, man. We was, we was worried about you, sir. Thought you had got uh, kidnapped or something. But, uh, Not, oh, no, I'm prepared for that. <laughs> oh, that that's, what, what, there you go. You're right. What, wouldn't that be Q-napped? <laughs> oh, Q, what's, what's your take on this, this, this uh, ASAP Rocky uh, deal here? Uh, I'm just curious, first off, has he put out anything that someone of my age may have heard of? I'm going to go ahead and say no. I know of none of his music. So I don't it know. seemed like he did put out one hit song that I maybe through my son have heard of. It, well, okay, it's immaterial. Uh, what do you expect from a coon? Hysterical. When he said the stuff, I, I just heard about this yesterday, today, uh, what he said about, he said, is this about Ferguson? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So he was a coon when he said that to me. When he said that, he was a coon in my eyes. Uh, now, has he, did he start the petition? Um, you know, I, I have no idea. I know, I'm sure his lawyers or his team, you know, is doing it, but I think it's, it's something on ch change dot org whatever .org. you know i'm not oh, seeing ti and certain celebrities and people you know we're going to cancel our performances in sweden until that i i would imagine sweden's like <laughs> huh i don't give a fuck <laughs> what's that gonna do to us 
But but anyway, I'm taking your time. Go ahead, sir. No, I'm just I'm I'm just wondering who's signing the petition. Does he have a white following that wouldn't care about what he said? Uh, I, I find I would find that difficult to believe. But you know, like you said, I don't want him to rot away in jail. But am I feeling? Am I going to lose sleep? No. Good luck. Hope you got a good lawyer. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I. I can sympathize with it, but I suppose, you know, I don't know the laws over there. I don't know how they deal with foreigners in their country when they get in a situation. You know, I do know how America deals with, well, if you're illegal, I certainly know how they deal with you over here. You know, there's no sympathy whatsoever. Um, I always say this, and I'm going to ample. Don't, don't forget that you are black. Now, some people are going to feel like, well, who is that? You know what the fuck that means. You're not going to be in some other country acting a fool. You're a celebrity, young black man, rapper. It's just asking. You're, play, you're rolling too many dice at the same. You know what I mean? Like you're playing a couple different crap games at the same time, bro. The risks are hot. So I don't. To me, if you're going to be in them other countries like that, just go handle your business. Stay off the streets. Go handle business in and out. But you out there. They, you know, it's not going to be fair to you. They they going to put you in jail? Of course. You want a different country. They could give a damn about the American laws. America don't be giving about give a damn about the people in their situation. You're going to get locked up or thrown out. So they're going to do what they do, and you're going to have to deal with the consequences of how they get down. You know? But, uh, when you again, when you're talking greasy, the sympathy thing goes out the window. The, eh, yeah, let them let them bitches bail you out, I guess. But anyway, I, I like I said, I'm on my older dude swag today. And Pooh, you you the young young youngest uh, in charge here. What's your take on this, man? Uh, good luck to you, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I first initially heard read the comments that he gave, and then he, I guess somebody got in his ear and told him, "Yo, uh, now ain't the time to be a fuck all that activist stuff." He tried to clean it up on the Breakfast Club, and it, it was just whack. He's saying this stuff was taken out of context. Go read the full interview. Mm-hmm. You'll see that I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, and everybody said, well, but did you say that? But he's like, yeah, but there's more to it. And I'm just like, dude, stop it. Just stop. Uh, I actually was doing some Google search while you guys were talking, and and I got some information on Sweden's prison, you know, the inhumane prison that he's in. Sweden was named one of the top five jails in the world. As a matter of fact, they said they're so good at rehabilitating inmates that they're closing down jails. So I'm really not having sympathy for this guy, because apparently if you want to go to jail, that's the country. I mean, if you end up going to jail, I want to. Sorry. That's the that's the country you go to jail in because they treat you pretty well. But overall, it's like, yes, we should want to be on code. But I feel you should be on code for those that are on code for you. And saying that what's happening in Ferguson has nothing to do with him because he's in Soho and Beverly Hills. That ain't being on code, bruh. And, you know, hey, T.I. got your back. Start with him. I ain't signing a goddamn thing. And whether you get out or not, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Mm. 
man. All right. All right. Yeah, this is an important lesson to learn. You know, don't be that young guy just trying to shrug everything off. And I don't, that's them niggas. I don't have to. I'm over here, boss. And it's how. And how hard is it to just say, you know, I don't know enough about it, but if my black people are out there trying to make change, I'm with it. That, that's it. If uh, I'm curious, did Little Wayne ever catch any hell for the stuff he said about three, four years ago now? Was it three years ago? What did he say? I can't remember. Something about he... Oh, he said something about Emmett Till. No, well, that's that. He said that in a song, but in an interview where I think he was high or drunk, he said that he didn't, he didn't, get, he didn't care about slavery or something like that. Slavery was no big deal to him or something like that. He said. I vaguely remember this. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of like you. Like you said earlier, and <laughs> I hate to say, it, but I don't. You know, it's coon, coonish behavior. Just ah, I, I can't even. I can't relate. I don't, I don't live their drugged out rock star life, so I guess I just I'm I can't understand the, the logic. But hey, man, I, I'm like my man. Oh well, <laughs> I guess he's doing all right for himself <laughs> apparently. But anyway, I want to jump. We're gonna keep the hip hop thing going. Rap. There's another. There's another thing that got people riled up, and I'm very curious to hear what people think about this. So Jermaine Dupri was on the press trail uh, last week. I think I can't remember what he has coming out, but I saw him on the Breakfast Club. He's on a couple of places, but uh, this is actually this comes from People Magazine. He did an interview with People, and I'm going to read the People article. I, I don't know how accurate some of this is, but here, here it is. Um, so there's a fervor going on right now of uh, quote unquote female rappers, and I say quote unquote because I don't know. I'm not including all female rappers. I'm just talking about ladies that rap uh, are going in on Jermaine Dupri because he said that he was calling today's female rappers stripper rapping. Okay. Uh, Here's what he says. Uh, I guess he was being, he was being interviewed by people magazine. And let me say Dupri is 46 years old. Now he's been in a game. Listen, Jermaine Dupri from my old heads, he was he was rocking stage with Houdini. Okay, like you can go back and look at them old Houdini videos. You see, How many of us have been? you see Jermaine Dupri as a child in there. So he been in the game for a long time. So you can stop, <laughs> you know, whatever you may think about. He been in there putting in work and got hit records, platinum, blah blah, blah whatever. But anyway, I guess he was asked about what did he, and and here, here's where the people article says he said when asked how he feels about cardi Nicki minaj and rising star megan the stallion dupree didn't appear to be impressed and here's the quote says, i can't really say i feel they're all rapping about the same thing i don't think they're showing us who's the best rapper for me it's like strippers rapping and as far as rap goes i'm not getting who's the best uh, Dupree said he feels that at some point female rappers are going to have to talk about quote other things now I think the first large person or of note who spoke out against him re- replying to this was Cardi B now 
instead of me trying to read Cardi B's comments and understand inflections, I want to play it so that we can all hear how knowledgeable you are. <laughs> let me stop. So let me, um, I know Ampoo mad, but let me play Queen Cardi. Hopefully we can hear this. Hold on. Okay, guys. So I have seen a lot of people, right, that nowadays female rappers only talk about their pussy and shit. And now that Jermaine Dupri bring it up, now I'm going to say something about it, right? First of all, I rap about my pussy because she's my best friend. You know what I'm saying? And second of all, it's because it seems like that's what people want to hear. I ain't even going to front because let me tell you something. When I did be careful... People was talking mad shit in the beginning. Like, what the fuck is this? This is not what I expected. I expected this. I expected that. So it's like, if that's what people ain't trying to hear, then, all right, then I'm going to start rapping about my pussy again. And second of all, there's a lot of female rappers that be rapping their ass off and don't be talking about their pussy and don't be talking about, you know, getting down and dirty. And y'all don't be supporting them. Y'all don't be supporting them, and they be mad dope. These bloggers don't support them. They don't give them the recognition. So don't blame that shit on us when y'all not the one that's supporting them. All right. All right. Did y'all hear that? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Get them jewels. Souls of wisdom. So this is the thing. She ain't lying. Oh, okay. Okay. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where was the lie? Uh, well, hey. Here's the thing. <clears throat> I'm not saying she's lying. I, I, I don't know. What I do take this is, first of all, they must strike a chord with people if they got so triggered off of what Jermaine Dupri said. I, I give Jermaine Dupri his props. I didn't know he was looked at that highly in terms of when he says something, people get triggered. But I find it interesting that so many people have gotten triggered over this because on a certain level, I would say he ain't lying either. Now to go to what, no, so, so the issue is people are saying, well, not all female rappers rap like that. And I would agree. They don't. I'm going to assume though. He didn't say it specifically. I don't think he was talking about all female rappers again for me in context this is Jermaine Dupree he is uh, a producer you know CEO all that kind of stuff he he put the brat out right which I think is used to well at the time was the first female rapper to go platinum something like that so he's put out a female rapper which in his mind he thinks is one of the best rappers out there uh, and of course he's been associated with many other uh, you know, ladies in in rap and of course R and B. I'm I low key hate. You know, he got he, he was with Janet. Okay, uh, so I don't think he meant all females rappers because again, he's somebody who knows hip hop. So obviously, he knows all of them don't rap that way. But I would say I thought he was probably speaking more to the ones that are at the forefront of today. Your Cardi B's, exactly. your Nicki, Nicki Minaj. Uh, I don't know her music. I have seen her on social media, the Megan, the Stallions, you know, the ones that have the body and talk. And, and, and again, Cardi B co-signed says she talks about her pussy because that's her best friend. 
And she gave an example. I think she's referring to, and Ann Puka, correct me. I think she's referring to a, another single that she may have had called Careful, where maybe it was about something uplifting or something positive, I guess. And she's saying, well, they didn't want to hear that from me. So I'm going to go back to the raunchy stuff. And then, so putting the onus on not the rappers, but the marketplace, I guess, or the fans. My thing of that is this. I, I, I agree there's probably some truth to that. And, and this is not the first time that this has happened. But if that's the case, I would imagine most uh, fans of hip hop who actually buy it and go to these concerts, i.e. most of them are probably not people of color, would love to see brothers being hyperly gangster, super violent, drug dealing rappers talking about all that stuff. They love that. They love that. The same way I'm sure as the marketplace and show, people love to see the hypersexualized black woman. You know, they love that. I'm sure they would. But again, because they want you to be a coon, does that mean that's what you should do? If the marketplace has a huge slot for shucking and jiving, does that mean, well, I tried to come with something positive, but that ain't working. So here I am, boss. Wouldn't we clown somebody if they did that and even admit it to it? So I don't understand. I understand what she's saying. I don't know if she understands what she's saying. But again, I'm not. Uh, I, I know who I'm dealing with. Uh, again. The game is smarter than some of these artists are. And some of these artists, as she would tell you, knows exactly what they're doing and why they're doing it. Because that's where the money's at. So if Jermaine Dupree, who was a part of that industry, he said, hey, man, all they're doing is just stripping. They're rapper strippers. That's what it is. Y'all already know that. Don't act like you don't know what he talk. Is he Again, is he lying? Well, all of them ain't. See, this is where, and again, I'm not saying I, I'm right. I'm just giving my opinion. But here's where the older people will be like, stop playing. It's like when your kid come, the, the teacher call. He, Tommy's been skipping school and he hasn't been doing his homework. And then your, your son and your daughter come. Well, all my other friends haven't been going either. I mean, it's not all of us. Stop it. I'm in charge of you. You know what the hell's going. You know you ain't supposed to do that. You know it's right. Well, he called me. A, eh. You the one, you the main one doing it. <laughs> you the main stripper rapper, but you complaining. You should just say, you know what? Yeah, I'm getting paid. Why, why clap back? <laughs> That's what. You, so, I don't have a problem with what he said. I have a problem with why is it so trigger inducing. And I'm glad that it starts a conversation because there are a plethora of dope female rappers out there that do not show their bodies or do not talk in such a highly sexualized manner. But I guess my, I guess my thing is to say, why are, and I'm saying we's culture, so it might not include everybody. Why are we so up in arms about what he said? It, it would be one thing if he was taught, I know, does he, do we feel like he's talking down to us? Uh, because if we can't acknowledge that the stripper rappers are the top rappers right now, then we're being disin disingenuous. 
And I think go ahead. That's, go ahead. I think that's kind of the problem that people have with him because he's being disingenuous and a tad bit hypocritical. Because if you look at his catalog of songs, mm-hmm. he has a very sexualized lyrics. And the thing is, I say Jermaine Dupri is writing wrong. Cardi B is writing wrong. He's right because yeah, you know, if you listen listen to the majority of the top female acts, it is hypersexualized. But at the same token, if you look at the majority of male female rappers. It's hypersexualized. And she clapping back with that. It's like, uh, I, I see your point, Mike, but. So, so what does that mean? When, you, when some people say, well, it's the men are doing it. Okay, so what does that mean? Because they're doing it, you should do it too? No, what I'm saying is, don't call them out for the same shit that's been in hip hop for decades, perpetrated by men. And I see their their point. It's like okay, so he's never you called got a that. No, I, I, I'm I'm pushing you back. Not that I disagree with you, but I just want to ask the question. So because he isn't calling it out at that particular time, he can't call out the other stuff, even if it's been going on for decades. That you said, no, he absolutely can. But at the same token, yeah, they, there can be genuine pushback to him because he has put out music like that. Okay, he has. So I mean, I, I like I said, he's right and he's wrong. Cardi B is, is right it? and they're wrong. That it's would be like nuance. that would be like, and that'd be interesting. And I wasn't around at that time when Malcolm X was going hard on certain people. And I'm curious, were they like, "Oh, nigga, you used to do the same thing too. Shut up," or were they just taking the medicine? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? I feel your point. Still, like I said, Jermaine Dupri is right and wrong. In his assessment, Cardi B is right and wrong. It's ask, a nuanced look. Can I ask a question? Go ahead. Uh, is he talking about the lyrical content or is he talking about the image, the, the visual image? I would say he's talking about the lyrical context, context, okay. or what they're talking about, the content, excuse me. Because he was saying I, something I, about uh, you're not telling a story or something. You, it's just a story about you being a, a rapper stripper but go ahead go ahead and talk i'm gonna find it go ahead no no I, I well i mean then maybe he does have a bit of a problem if he's put out stuff like that but i guess see i thought he was talking about maybe visual because i didn't read the article and when he says stripper rappers i'm assuming i think immediately you know cardi b Nicki minaj i guess out iggy azalea or any of these other Women out here who seem like they feel like they need to show off with the physical attributes to compensate for the lack of talent. Th- that's what I took immediately. But okay, I didn't read the article. Oh, okay. It, um, yeah, I'm just trying to find his whole statement here. Big sexy, what do you think about this? <clears throat> it sounds like Jermaine Dupree is being critical, like you said, more about the image as opposed to the substance of what they are rapping about. And if that is what is in vogue nowadays, he's not wrong. You know, where is the Queen Latifah of the world now? We don't see that. We see Cardi B. You know, and uh, from a, again, quality is subjective, but as far as popularity and dollars and moving streams, I hate that fucking word. Uh, that's what's going on right now. Okay, here's a, here's, be- a little, here's a little bit of what he said. Let me just put that in here. Uh, he says, for me, it's like strippers rapping. As far as rap goes, I'm not getting who is the best rapper. 
I'm getting, oh, you got a story about you dancing in the club? You got a story about you dancing in the club? You got a story about you dancing in the club? Okay, all right. I feel like it's at some point, somebody is gonna have to break out of that mold and talk about other things. Rap about other things besides that. So that's kind of what people, so then people, well, males have been rapping about sex and drugs for years and uh, I would have I, I remember many people calling that kind of stuff out all the time I think we've only exclusively yeah. always talked about the men so I'm curious why is it now almost a pushback if if we shift the conversation to the women like you can't you can't talk about that or it's wrong both think, ways but go ahead do you do you think if the women and again I'm I'm thinking about the top two like you said Mike he's probably talking about the two that are in the spotlight now, that's Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Do you think if they covered up a little bit more and continued to rap like they were rapping, it would be a big deal? Because I, I tend to think that the imagery and the lyrics go hand in hand. It's like, you know, they're, they're rapping about all this stuff. They're rapping about sex and their private parts all the time. And with some rappers, male or female, they might put out a song like that, but the image they put out you know, they're not putting it on display almost as a punctuation to the lyrics. So do you think if they change their wardrobe or their fashion, do you think that would have alleviated what he said? No. At the end of the day, okay. no, I don't think so. I mean, okay. to me, uh, whether or not you see them or not, I, I actually think it's more damaging when the content purely about that now i'm not saying what you should or shouldn't talk about but uh i think it's the content it's the words and the ideas that we take in as this music uh and people listen to it over and over and that stuff will seep into yourself in my opinion it seeps into your subconscious and you have to be very sometimes you have to be careful about the stuff that you're taking in particularly if you are of a younger age and you're more susceptible to fall under you know, you might not even catch yourself like, oh, I'm listening to this thing and this music and it's always talking about popping my pussies and getting niggas and trapping or, or getting bitches. And then you start kind of going out and having relationships with people and you're not even understanding that you kind of actually um, in your mind, you're not questioning certain things that you probably should because you've, you've heard this mantra in your mind over and over where you kind of, you know what? Yeah, let me go ahead and go raw. Let me go ahead and do this. You're not realizing you get, let me go ahead and smoke a little bit of this and do a little, cause it's been, you know what I mean? It's been hammered, programmed into you essentially. So, so you know, to uh, me, that's what I'm saying. So the look of it could be whatever, but the programming is heavy. That, in my opinion. So I remember, what was it, a couple months ago, last month, I saw a video. I can't remember if someone, this was prior to the ratchet channel. I can't remember if someone Shots posted fired. it up in the general discord or if, it, if I saw someone on Facebook. I can't remember. But it was a video. I want to say it was a rap concert. I can't remember who, who was on the bill. But they went out into the audience and this woman just started twerking on this guy or something for some... She said, you got some money? I'll, yeah, I'll do whatever you... I can't remember. But she started degrading herself because the guy flashed some money, Right. And it just to me, it's like it's just it's really sad what 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 our kids have to look up to in terms of hip hop, a music form that 
the the black community started what and what it's devolved to. And this is why I don't care what anyone says. I'm all about hashtag respectability politics because this would be wiped away if we had some respectability politics about ourselves. Well, I will say that type of behavior has been going on in hip hop way back in the day. The only thing I would say that is different is that it was never at the spotlight like this. Like there's always there was we had two live crew. You know, I exactly. Used to, I used to watch some of their stuff. I remember the infamous. This was you know, before the internet and viral, but when you physically Ice had to, when you physically had to have the video cassette. You know, there's that videotape of Luke in Japan. You know, girl sucking his dick on stage. You know, this was something a long time ago. But but see, the thing is, as I always say, there was balance. <laughs> so there's always the ratchet part of black culture, but there was always but- the other part too. And we kept the ratchet stuff on the sideline. That was for grown folks. It wasn't mainstream. That wasn't what you wanted to grow up to be per se. You know what I'm saying? Like we still had the other stuff. I just think right now the ratchet part has overtaken all aspects. And that is the main dish. And the other stuff is treated even lower than the two life crews and that were back in the day. You know what I mean? And so now uh, you can have the super sexualized women, the overly drugged out men, you know, the gangster stuff. That is the forefront, the top of the pile. And that is what the industry, these corporations have taken that and stamped that and said, this is it. This is what they do. Here's what we think about them. That other stuff. Y'all gonna have to self put that shit out yourself because we ain't making no money. We don't want to make no money off. I'm not gonna say they can't. We don't want to deal with that. That ain't. That's not entertaining to us. Just as Carly B said, we want to see y'all talk about the pee and smacking bitches and shooting up. That's what we want to see. So that's why she said, when I put out the other stuff, there's no market for it. So I'm gonna go yeah, back but- to the cooning. She's making a choice to do that because otherwise she would have to be like, you know what? I don't want this DNA taking attention. I'm going to go over here and rap about some uplifting stuff. Now, I might not be all over TV, but that's fine. But again, this is where we're at. You know, so so there is some when I say, is there some blame on the marketplace? There is a little bit. But at the same point, you know, it's the same thing I say about R&B. A lot of black people don't even know all the music that's out. They only really know what's pumped through their TV or what's being promoted, millions of dollars being spent to promote it to. They would have no idea all this other stuff exists. So all those other female rappers that do exist, that don't do what she do, most of us know nothing about them. (laughs) It's not because they don't exist, because we only, we are being programmed to, and we allow the program, right? We're not going to, so that, so that's why there is a Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, blah, blah, blah. That's why that exists. And then you have these artists who understand, well, this is the playing field. If I want to have money, I got a coon. If I don't, if I want to be integrity, I'm going to go over here. And, and that's where, so that's the sort of tug and pull thing of, man, there is this great stuff over here, but the people who would probably enjoy it don't want to take the initiative to go find it 
they're being programmed to. And I understand what the programming is. And the only way I'm going to be at the top is if I bend over and spread them. And at the end of the day, the money's still going to the top. <laughs> they like, hey, what the fuck? But so to me, it's, it can go both ways. But uh, the Cardi B's, Nicki Minaj's exist for a reason. You know, it ain't no anomaly. It ain't because we're all about ratchet. They know that's the only way that I'm going to get put on, on that level. I ain't got, because to me, they shouldn't even be rapping, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't, it's not, I'm like, where's the bars? <laughs> where's the skill? They have none. <laughs> but I understand the game has been overtaken. They don't give a fuck about the, the artistic quality of it. They want to see asses wiggling and buffoonery. That's it. So the skills has left the building. So to, that's why I'm like, that ain't even rap. I mean, that's, that's just rap. That ain't hip hop. That's, that's it's people that don't even know how to rap. You take away that music, freestyle. I'm on the table, Come on, man. That ain't even that ain't even no flow or skill. You go listen to any of these other kids. Come on. That's what I'm saying. Like, eh. But I get it. That that's not what people are into it for that end. They into it because these girls look good. They like their personalities. And I get that. So I understand that. But I, that's why for me, I don't even call her. They ain't even real rappers to me, so. But that's just my I'm old, I'm old, they're, old man. They're double like What's the the king models that someone gave a mic to? Hilarious. That's that's, that's what, what it is. That is what it is actually. And you know what? I'm gonna push back a little bit on something you said, Mike. I, see, now I'm not gonna argue with anybody about hip hop. I know what I liked. I grew up in the Midwest, so it might have been different out there. But I don't remember Two Live Crew and uh, Two Live Crew being one of the progenitors of hip hop. I remember they came a few years later. But when I was growing up, it it was awful. What I can remember, you had like you had like a Houdini. This shit was dope and it was clean. Mm-hmm. And then they might put out a song called uh, what was that song they had out? Uh, not Freaks Come Out, but it was it was another song they had that was uh, Oh I'm a Ho. They'll put some, <laughs> they might put a song out like that. Right. They might put a song out like that. Uh, but it was Run DMC, Cool Mo D. It was LL Cool J who. He really wasn't all that raunchy from what I remember. Not at all. He got raunchy, though. But. He did, right. But I'm just saying, it wasn't always like that when hip-hop was first, you know, circulating. It was, it was. I remember it was Two Lock Crew came around, what was it, 86? I could be wrong. Two Lock Crew, and then you had, uh, in, what was it, 89? You had The Ultimate, you had N.W.A. come out. So there was a large, and you had yeah, like you had your, two short. You had a lot of things that were bubbling in other areas, and there was a uh-huh. early gangster stuff. There was two short. There was there was all of that. All of that existed. It's just that they wasn't the the main things. There was always other styles of of, of rap. Always, you had. But I'm saying yeah, you're right. But it, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I was just saying, and and you also had your. Just like you have the the old country road or whatever, you had your rapping Dukes back then. You had your Bobby, Jimmy, and the Critters. You always had this the spoofy kind of you know the double Dutch bus. You had all those that types. Yeah, that was. I hated that song. <laughs> oh, that was my shit. The double Dutch bus coming Garbage. down the street. 
But I'm just saying, Bobby, Jimmy, and the Critters. What they? Well, I'm saying it was probably more regional. But I think they even did a they did a a a record on Housequake. They're from I think they're from the West Coast. But I'm saying there was always these types of uh, one-off kind of spoon, not spoon spoofish or vulgar type fringe records that were a part of hip hop. They just had not went mainstream. But that stuff was always there. So that's what I'm saying. But it just again, it was a balance to it, you know. You know, I just remember you talking about all these different genres. I remember there was a when I was in college, it was dope. But it was a whole genre of Inspector Gadget rap. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, that's what Teddy Riley was one of the first people to to bang that right was on, it? on the Teddy show. Riley? Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he do uh, Ducky Fresh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He played it, and then he's play- You can hear him playing that. Is it in jam or something? He's he's always had that in his early stuff. That Spectre Gadget, but yeah, there was a, remember there was a Spectre Gadget rap song. Yeah, that's what I'm. Ta- I think that's what I'm talking about. Was it Whistle that did that or something? That sounds. This, yeah. That sounds right. They had the Fly Girl, <laughs> Fly Girl. <laughs> but anyway. Oh damn! I remember. See, oh, I'm Mike, you taking me back now? <laughs> taking me back now? I'm gonna be like them old dudes on Facebook. <laughs> you don't know nothing. You pop lock it. You did. <laughs> Johnson Crew, Pack Jam, or Egyptian Lover. Don't get me started. But but you know, there's always been Mike. Stop, stop. Mike. <laughs> it's always been that kind of stuff. So it, nothing but is it nothing all, new. It was all good natured and clean. That's all I'm saying. For the most part. Yeah. Possibly. Well, that's, what, that's my opinion. <laughs> well, I'm saying well, when you went to the clubs, it could have been something different. But I'm saying we know how to. You know, what I mean, we knew where it was a time and place for everything. Now the time and place of everything is everything. <laughs> and again, I can be, I'm saying this as an older person. So when I look at it, I'm looking at them like, whoa, she's way out there. He's way out there. As you know, as I always say, some of my older people back then would, would have saw Prince the same way. I'm like, yo, this dude is way out there. What is he doing? What the hell is this? But I mean, every generation has its thing, I guess. I just think we've gotten so far to the point now. It is so over the top. I'm curious, like, how do you go further? I always said at some point, they're going to probably have somebody literally fucking on stage. Like, there's really nothing else. What else could they possibly do? We, we have the strippers are now. It, the strip thing is the main thing. Would it be the porn become the main thing at you know would it be like a porn star went to became a hot rapper i, I can't really understand how far could it go well, heather hunter tried right right <laughs> well I, we were talking in the, the discord before the show about carmen electra and i was like carmen electra is was she a porn star no no no. but i'm saying everything that these are the, the, the cardies and all that that's what carmen prince was doing back then it was just too early and the music was too whack but it was the same thing. Like she would be a superstar today if it was, you know what I mean? Like, cause he was doing that same stage. He, he was presenting her as a go-go dancer, stripper thing. She was white girl rapping. She would have been, the, she was the early Iggy Azalea, but it just didn't blow. But I mean, she still became her own star and her own right. But I could easily have seen if for some reason Prince was still trying to push that. If it was in today, uh, She'd be the, probably be the top one in there trying to get people's attention. And people would have probably bought it. Would buy it now. I don't think 
nobody was trying to buy no rap girl a white girl rapping being a stripper back then that wasn't gonna fly but today that's the that's the blueprint <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> that's the blueprint i i got a question it has nothing it has to do with rap but nothing related to what we're this this particular topic all y'all on the West Coast, did y'all ever rock, um, did y'all ever have, um, what was my man's name, The Egyptian Lover and Electric Kingdom? Did y'all rock that out there? That's where he's from. Oh, I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know. Egyptian Lover, baby. Man, he was a shit. At least out here in Seattle. Okay. Early early Sir Mitchell I was based on Egyptian Lover. <laughs> Whole style a bit. Yeah, Egyptian Lover was the shit. I remember them cats, those the, the early producer type cats like Egyptian Lover. I don't know if you remember Mantronics. Yeah, Mantronics yeah. was the shit. He was the rich to me, like all that Timberland, all that stuff. That's Mantronics, man. But Mantronics didn't some of their group members start a uh, more popular uh, Groove Theory? Okay, okay. Well, I think when Mantronics, like on his last one of records, what I can't think of their brother's name who's in Groove Theory. If that's the name. He was on that. He was a part of the Mantronics in that last couple albums or something. Then somehow he went, got with old girl, and yeah, they had a nice little run. But yeah, Mantronics was that dude back then, boy. Woo. We was all, I was studying them records. God damn, how'd he do that? But um, any any other comments? I know Ampu, I know. Come on now. Well, now what? I already said what I said. <laughs> You ain't gonna stand up for uh, you know, the Cardis and all them. I already did. I said they both wrong and they both right. All right. And all at right. the same token, and I said at the same token, it's like how y'all coming for their head when we let all we all, including women, because I, I cause to this day I could go to a club and they put on Ain't No Fun and mm. the females up in there be singing uh damn I can't oh man. On the spot, I can't think of the lyrics. <laughs> Ain't no fun. My homies can't. Ah, yeah. yeah, next time you want to come over, break you off some, it'd be all the women yeah. singing the shit. Hey. So it's like, so I just be looking like, why y'all mad, dude? Seriously. You know, man. this this also reminds me of, um, I couldn't tell you what year. I want to say it was maybe a few years after, uh, Chron- no, it was a long time after Chronic came out. It was when, um, it was after Dre had put Eminem out few years after that and there was a rolling stone article where he talked about he was interviewed he talked about he had tried to i'm paraphrasing from memory he had tried to clean it up a little bit clean up his lyrics clean up uh that whole you know gangster rap thing been there done that single and it and it was his wife told him hey man if 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 this is who you are and this is what's gonna work for you go back to what you do best and i was like damn okay all right, and that that sounds like that. That's what when you said what Cardi B said. Uh, that reminded me of that. Right. Yeah, that was uh, when he came out the first uh, release on Aftermath. Been there, done that. Da da da. You know. I don't. I don't think it had anything to do with you know the content of the of the of that particular song. I think it had everything to do with Death Row and Tupac and Snoop. Being hot, and then East Coast and Biggie being hot with that "quote unquote" hardcore gangster shit. That they didn't want to hear Mister Chronic 
Mr. Let Me Ride, Mr. Dre Day, get the AK, talking about, you know, trying to be in a suit, talking about been there, done that. Like, fuck out of here. But see, it's that's, like a, that, well, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's, it's like uh, Ja Rule, who came out little, came out hardcore. Then he started singing on Mary J. Blige songs. And then when 50 came and started roasting his ass, he, he went back to being hard. It's like, nah, dude, you can't be that guy anymore. Remember, you singing hooks now. Right. You, you're exactly right. And I'd say that's everything that's wrong with the game. <laughs> See, a real artist, in my, this is my opinion, a real artist can come out and say whatever he wants to say. The challenge is for him to make you to believe it. And that comes into the song or the passion or the delivery, whatever his particular message is. Uh, that's why I look at, to me, like Prince is an example of this. His first part of his career and even his own, he dealt with this with his own fans. We want to hear the nasty stuff. How come he ain't doing, he don't want to go to the, he, he was doing a thing. Now he said, okay, I'm doing love sexy. I'm not doing all that. That's what you want me to do, but this is where I'm at. Now, that to me was a lie in the sand. I said, listen, I, I'm going on a, this direction. It's a challenge for the artist to convince your fans that that's who you really, that's who you are. That's what you're doing now? Okay, okay I can feel that. Or if you don't do it right, they'll, be, they'll reject it. But I feel like an artist isn't supposed to just do what people expect him to do. They're supposed to do art. So that may go against what people want from you. But I think the thing is, what I have to remember, too, we're talking about commerce and business as well. So it probably looking at it more on a business aspect than they are sort of on an artistic aspect. So they just want to do whatever is going to sell, regardless if I'm feeling that or not. So if they know me as shucking and jiving and they don't want to ex uh, accept me as respectable person. And if I care about the on only the money then I'm going to shuck and jive. You know, damn, if that's not because the thing about what Dre is, I guarantee you the persona he puts forth and the imagery and the concepts and lyrics, he does not want his children on that. That ain't really what he's about. You know what I'm saying? Like when they right. when they come home, he ain't like, well, fuck that. That's for them. niggas. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I get why he did that. But to me, for the audience to reject it, that's the problem. That's why I say the problem with some of the audience is they're stuck and they're being they've been programmed for coonery so long. They can't even accept nothing else. You know, what I mean, unless it's being pushed on them to accept it. The last example I would say, and I, I'll say originally when Obama came out. It, correct me if I'm wrong. Was black people really pushing for Obama when he first came? Or was it when the, the mainstream dominant society jumped on him, Obama, then blacks, oh, you know what? That, Obama! <laughs> Am I lying? Tell me if I'm lying. Okay, nobody say nothing. So go ahead. Somebody's going to say something. Go ahead. Damn, then drop the mic. What's it going on? Yeah. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> I actually didn't hear what you said about Obama, so I'm, I'm gonna plead the fifth. Well, well, I was just giving the example. I said I was asking when Obama first first announced, was, was black people really up on Obama, or was it until sort of the dominant society and mainstream gave him the stamp, and then black people jumped on it heavy 
to make sure that that thing happened. But when it initially came out, was black people really up on Obama like that? That's why I was asking. I mean, you would know this. Might be better. Than I, I, I don't think it was the fact that he got the stamp from the dominant society. I think it was the fact that they saw that he was able to win. And I and I knew you're probably going to say, but that's the same thing. But I mean, there's one thing where he's, he's it's not like he was being paraded out by the Clintons or or uh, Ted Kennedys and Warren Buffett. We're like, oh, OK, well, we fuck with them. So we gonna fuck with Obama. It was the fact that he could win that they jumped on him. OK. You gonna say gonna, something? Go ahead. That's a good question. <clears throat> I know I wasn't, I wasn't uh, uh, in Obama's camp when he first came out, but I think when he gave that speech for um, was it Bill Clinton? The Democratic thing or something? Convention? Yeah, the, mm-hmm. he was he was a senator then. He gave a speech, and then I think after that speech, everyone looked at him like, okay, he's next. That, that's what I remember. That I think, right. What's that? Say again. Who made Who made that speech happen? I don't know. Mm. Clarence, Clarence, Clarence Avon. Avon. Who? Mm. Clarence wow. Avon. Uh, then, so Q, the next thing when you get around to watching on YouTube, uh, Netflix is a documentary about this brother named Clarence Clarence Avon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Got to watch that man. He he got Obama on stage. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. He yeah. Okay. Sure. That's the dude, dude. <laughs> He got him on stage in prime time. Okay. But, okay. See, to, to me, what I, and I'm just pushing back. What I heard you say, Aunt, is, oh, well, the white folks didn't make me do it. I, yeah. They ain't talking about all rappers. I, I get what you're saying, but you know what I'm talking about. Like, we had this, see, it was on mainstream TV and then the press jumped on it heavy the next day and pushed them as the dude. And to me, that's when people's, oh, you know what? Yeah, 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 yeah. I heard. Okay, yeah, I heard. You know, it wasn't the initial, we wasn't rocking with Obama. Uh, just, I, I don't know if it's like the same now. I guess people ain't rocking with Kamala Harris per se, but I wouldn't be surprised if something happened where it shifts. Oh, yeah, 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 man. Get on the wave now. Come on now. It's, I'll say all that say my point was to say we be programmed to jump on board stuff and we don't like to see change and so if a black person or the artist was thug talking about he's thugging and now he want to be singing songs we'll reject that because we're not that's not you know what I mean we want you to be a fool stay a fool we don't want to see the chance why I'll be wondering were people saying that on Malcolm maybe they didn't really know his history like that so they just maybe just saw him emerge as the this dude didn't really see the uh what was his name something little or what's malcolm's real malcolm little malcolm they didn't see that side of so they could just accept the malcolm x side but i'm curious for the ones who knew him oh he's here running game man shut up where the hell's that malcolm but so i don't know sometimes we don't want to accept we don't want to see our own people change when they're trying to do good Dr. Dre was trying to jump, move away from that foolishness, but nah, man, be the gangster. We want to see you be the gangster. Whose fault is that? Will we accept Cardi B if she came out dropping knowledge? <laughs> but can I ask you a question? I mean, I'm sorry. Go ahead. If they, unlike Dre, when he had that change of heart, he was worth how much money at that point? He didn't have to do that, did he? Well, if you believe the books, he wasn't worth all that money. He had to start over. 
That's not what he said in the interview. Yeah, what I mean, I don't think he he was well. He left. Well, be clear. He left everything. He's starting over because he didn't. He walked away from death row without nothing. So he wasn't going to be getting no money from them. Now I do know he was signing Jimmy Iovine, and I'm pretty sure Jimmy Iovine didn't do all those moves and pay all that money to get Dre to sit there and say, "Okay, go rap about some uplifting stuff," and I ain't making no money, boy. True. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. Whoa. I, I'm yeah. sorry, but I, he ain't. I, I don't see. I mean, let's keep it 100. Jimmy Iovine's trying to get this paper, man. He, he's a businessman. He didn't give a damn about you want to change your thing. It ain't selling, Dre. <laughs> uh, if you, Can you sell it? Yeah. If you're not going to be the one, I'll go find a new one. But I'm invested in you, so you need to. Uh, Get out there now. What's that? Remember that video Dre had on Easy E? Get out there, Easy. Get out there, boy. Oh, okay, Baga. I'm going to get out there and get it. You go out there and make us some money now. <laughs> I'm sure Dre was in the same. It's like, look, Dre, I gave you your own label, but I gave it to you to make some money, not for you to throw up in these vanity projects, nigga. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I guess the same thing happens to white artists because I remember, uh, was it 1995? Something? I can't remember. Maybe 96 when George Michael tried to change up his style hmm. from uh, the pop stuff to the more serious ballads and his career never really recovered. Interesting. I but he know. never went back. I, I respect him for the fact that he never went back. Never went back to the pop stuff? Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not too much up on George Michael aside from, you know, Wake Me Up and Careless Whisper. He put out an album called Big Sexy Might Now. He put out an album called uh, uh, Listen Without Prejudice, and it was a volume one. Oh, I remember this. I never heard it, but I remember this. He's supposed to put out, I hated it when I first heard it, but not, it, it really, I think it's one of his best works. I, mm. I subsequently came to see it as one of his best works, but he never got to put out the label it in the album to do volume two. Oh, wow. Okay. But then you know he then he did a duet with um, Aretha Franklin. I, I think this was, yeah he did a duet with Stevie Wonder. I could I could have my times wrong, but mm. but uh, you know yeah I mean you know I know, hey, I know I, some people are mad. Well, why are you going going in so hard on the Nickies and the Cardies and all that? And and I'm not necessarily. I, I would go in just as much as I would, you know, um, so I don't even know who the, who the male rappers are. Like, I don't, I don't have no idea aside from Drake or something. Uh, I guess little Wayne, I don't even know if these people are still what you would call relevant per se. Cause I can't, I don't listen to it, so I can't speak on them, but we definitely see the female rappers doing their things. And there's some like Rhapsody. I thought was dope as hell. Like I actually have her album. Uh, used to listen to it, but I understand like she doesn't have that image that is what's pushed predominantly. So they're probably not going, you know, she's not getting that kind of push like that. But I mean, that's the game. I mean, again, hey, as Kamala Harris said uh, the other day in an interview, don't hate the player, hate the game. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just 
I, I just want to get another. I, I, I wish I could get another album from Magoo, and I'll be happy. Tim, Timberland and Magoo, you said? I, I love that. Oh, I, I, I like them too. They tricked me. He, uh, there was a he new gets Timberland. Clown, though. Huh? Yeah. Deservedly so. I don't know why to me. I don't I think he's dope. his voice is dope to me. <laughs> I am right there with you. I'm right there with you. I had got the new Timberland album. Well, this has been last Magoo? year. Magoo. Magoo. Timberland and Magoo. I'm like Mr. old boy. I'm Mr. like Magoo? old boy. And, <laughs> I'm like old boy and coming to America. Yeah, he's good and bad. That boy terrible. Shit. That first Timberland and Magoo album, bang. That doesn't age well. It's, oh, please. Oh. I bought that. Beats, I bought it again last the beats year. Beats are good, but the, the 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 lyrics did, didn't age well. They were actually they were whacked in. Mm, I I guess. Bear, bear, bear. The bear is the word. I said the bear. That's yeah. Missy though. But they ain't Missy rapping that shit. That's her right now. That's her style. What are you talking about? That's cool, but it, uh, Missy probably would have made that a hit. But he sure as hell didn't. Oh, everybody got their opinion. I hear you. <laughs> I bang it though. <laughs> um, all right. Um, I guess we'll move on. Bring little, bring little Mo back now. She she kept her clothes on. Wow. Wait, wait, back up, <clears throat> back up. Here we go. What was, was Andrew saying? Bird, 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 bird's the word. A bird, what the hell bird. Magoo, man. That was, yeah, left to left. Well, it's, a, it's another song that was sampled, right? Had right. to be. But okay, all right. Uh, let's shift gears. Uh, oh, we want, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, Warner brothers, not to be left out of the streaming wars has announced, uh, they are coming with HBO max, which will be their streaming service to compete with the Netflix. Of course, upcoming Disney plus and a plethora of others. Uh, this is Warner brothers throwing their gauntlet down, uh, they're taking the brand name and recognition that HBO has, and instead of calling it some kind of WB streaming or whatever, we're going to triple down with HBO and bring all the rest of the library of content that we own under this umbrella. Um, mm. I think, uh, I don't know if they said exactly when it launches, uh, either late this year, or early next year. They did not release the pricing of it. Um, one could surmise that uh, HBO Go, uh, whatever you want to call it, I believe is like $15 a month. So one would imagine this may be more than that because it's going to encompass not just HBO, but all the other, you know, the WB, uh, DC Universe, all the DC stuff, uh, all the other TV properties that they own. So I'm curious if it's going to be more than that. But some of the exclusive stuff that they're going to launch with uh, it says expect to have 10,000 hours of premium video content and launch. Um, they'll have friends. The TV show series will be exclusively on uh, this network. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, uh, something called Pretty. Aren't those both NBC shows? Uh, they may have came on the NBC channel, but so? they're owned and operated by. But I'm, I'm like, why wouldn't why would NBC not? Start their own streaming service like CBS did, and say, "Give us friends back. That's ours. We're gonna put well, it on our own." I, I, I you mean like CBS streaming when they said, "Hey, let's put on Happy Days," which they didn't have. Well, well again, what I'm saying it, because the show may have came on their network doesn't mean they own the show. It's a Warner Brothers owned property. I think it was pro always produced and owned by Warner Brothers. They just did a deal to play it on their channel. Um, 
So that's why they can pull that shit, put it on there. Uh, also, the CW shows will be on uh, here. And uh, I think they're going to be doing original programming. Yeah, original series is going to be coming. Uh, they mentioned Dune. Uh, they got quite a bit of stuff. I guess they're doing a remake of Dune. You know, that who science fiction. That? <laughs> ah, ah, sci-fi heads would be. Yeah. Somebody was like, who, want, who, who wants Star Trek to discover? But, <clears throat> none of them. <laughs> well, I mean, Star Trek has it's been around for a while. So, so has Dune, right? It's one of the most. Popular. Has it though? Has it though? I know you don't read, but it, it's a, it's a, liter, <laughs> a literary classic, right? I'm talking about movie properties. Well, the movie's been around, visual. right? There's um, been two movies. Was there a movie, and then there was a previous television series? Again, it's a it's a literary classic. They're gonna always use that. Uh, Gremlins, an animated version. Among other things, <laughs> something called Station Eleven, a post-apocalyptic limited series based on Emily St. John's bestseller. Uh, of course, and then all of the NBC, uh, HBO programming uh, that is old and new that is coming. Apparently, there is going to be a Perry Mason, uh, executive produced by Robert Downey Jr., among a lot of other content that they have here. Uh, Avenue Five satire set aboard a space-bound cruise ship. Uh, Lovecraft Country horror series based on the novel, uh, executive produced by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. So again, Warner Brothers obviously got tons of stuff. It was a new Stephen King, The Outsiders. So they're dropping their their hat into it. Here's the interesting thing to me, though. Uh, going back to Friends. Uh, what a net I didn't know this, but Netflix paid a hundred million dollars to license friends on the Netflix. Damn. Coincidentally, Netflix and The Office, also The Office is leaving. I think The Office is going on this too. Both of those shows are actually some of the most watched programming on Netflix. So they're gonna be losing some of their most uh, you know, streamed shows are coming to things like this Warner Brothers and then, of course, stuff going back over to Disney. I'm curious how what's going to happen to next Netflix once they lose all of this, you know, uh, I would call legacy intellectual property type stuff that they don't own. And the other companies start their own streaming services and offer these shows. Uh, I'm very curious what will happen to Netflix in the long run. They haven't really had to deal with much competition before that would anybody would take serious. I can tell you, I'm going to partner up with somebody. I can see that. I almost wonder if somebody would at some point buy them. Like it may be 10 years from now. I'm very curious what they'll do once they really have to fight. Uh, they haven't had to fight nobody. They just sat in a dominant <coughs> position. Um, but yeah, the you know the HBO thing is I think it's a big deal. Um, they have the you know, Warner Brothers has the content. Uh, like a Disney, they have a lot of different things that they own. You know, I think Nickelodeon is a Warner Brothers property. So there's so yeah, many Nickelodeon's with Paramount and Viacom. Oh okay, <clears throat> my bad. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot. I, I mean, and that says nothing to say just on the HBO side of it as well, right? They have they're known for high quality programming 
uh, and stuff. So I guess it'd be a big deal. Uh, it's going to be another thing tugging at people's wallet uh, to see if they'll sign up for it. The other thing I wanted to go to the Disney side real quick. I just saw the story. The uh, Star Wars show, The Mandalorian, uh, Disney is not playing around. They're apparently spending $15 million per episode uh, on this series. And uh, I think there's eight episodes. So whatever that is. But that's a lot of money. Uh, and, I, and apparently they're already working on season two. Uh, Favreau's writing season two. So these 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 companies are not you know streaming is some serious stuff, man. Uh, what do you guys take think about this whole HBO thing? I have a question. Uh, do you know if you already if you have HBO in your package, do you get HBO Max for free? Because we because that's my situation now. I have HBO, so I get HBO Go. I can I can download I can stream off that app at no extra cost. When I, now, when I didn't have HBO, I could buy HBO now for fifteen dollars a month. One, I would probably imagine they will. You would still have HBO as that is, but not HBO Max, which is more than just HBO TV station or a channel, right? Or so, maybe they give it to me at a discount. Hopefully, that could be a case. You never know. Damn. But yeah, they. It's almost they, like. There's no point in cutting the cord now because you're going to be spending this, the same amount you were spending the Comcast or DirecTV. Right. Well, all these apps. The only way, the only reason why you would cut the cord because they're going to keep a lot of this stuff exclusively behind the paywall of a certain <laughs> service. So whether whatever you're paying for Comcast, you won't be watching those shows. Like they'll be like, well, yeah, you can stay over there if you want, but you're not going to be able to see this. So that's you know, I mean, that's the pool. Is, well, they're going to have original programming, so people are going to maybe want to cut cut the cord or keep the cord and sign up for something. I agree, though. Probably five, ten years from now, you're going to be paying more with all this stuff than you probably ever were paying with that Comcast bill. If, if you want to watch everything. Oh, I got to Again, yeah, go this happened back in the early 90s in comics when Marvel bought Heroes World. You know, then you had a lot of different companies angling to do distribution and you know retailers had to have different packages to get different books same things that happen here you know you're gonna have to get your stuff from hbo max over here uh disney plus over there i'm sure espn watch i take that back espn is owned by disney so i'm sure they'll probably do something together as well uh the nfl ticket is coming up for renewal that's going to cause a bidding war there's a lot a lot going on yeah. yeah. Yep. So I guess, you know, we'll, I guess that the quality of the shows maybe will be the thing that wins the day. I don't know. I mean, I'm glad you said quality because you know, you know what this means with all these new streaming options and everybody ramping up for this big war, the network programming as we know it is going to suffer. Hmm. I don't feel any sympathy for the networks because oh, I didn't say I'm sympathetic. <laughs> but they're gonna pay for it. Cause reading they, they the networks passed on a lot of great shows where it's like you do you you're uh, hanging your own self by doing that. So oh well. Yeah, I haven't I don't have network TV and I haven't had it in 
years, so I ain't, I don't feel like I'd be missing nothing. <laughs> like, I, I'm trying to think. The only shows that I probably have watched, well, they eventually end up on Netflix, or you're used to, so I always just be like, ah, I'll wait till it shows up there. I think that's how I did Black Lightning. Because I did want to see that. And I was like, okay. But now nah, I think I'm like a season behind. I ain't even bothered to watch it. Man. Are you looking for more reality shows, more competition shows? Mm-hmm. That's that's what's all over the networks now. Yeah, but you know, it's kind of interesting you said that, you know, ten years from now you can see someone buying Netflix. I think Netflix has a good two to three year edge on uh these on the Disney and of course CBS Access and now uh HBO Max because one of the things that has made because I listened to the the Great Business Wars, one of the things that's kept Netflix ahead of the game is their algorithm where they're able to get the right programming in front of people and keep them entertained and keep them month to month subscribers. Yes, the content having it is going to be key, but they have the technology to stay ahead of the game. I see. I actually disagree. I think they do a. I don't think they do a good enough job to suggest this content that they do have on Netflix. There's a lot of stuff. There'd be things on there. I had no idea was on Netflix. that I would love to watch. Like I was like, Oh, they added that show on there. I, I just don't feel like they actually presented enough. I just think that they personally, they are an advantage because they got so many people signed up. And I feel like statistically it's easier to keep a subscriber from canceling than it is to get a subscriber. And so it's going to be a harder fight for these other companies to gain that, but it'll be less of a fight for Netflix to be worried about people canceling their subscriptions because most people are not going to cancel unless they really think about it and take action. But it's such a minute dollar amount and you do get a, you, you perceive that there's value. I don't see people canceling their subscription. Like if you ever think of, I don't know if you ever signed up for something that's subscription based, you really you let that thing go for quite a while before you, oh shit, I'm actually paying for this? Let me go ahead and cancel this. I, I don't think people canceled out. They don't cancel out as quickly as they uh, as they would sign up. You know what I mean? So I, I don't think they'll lose hard at first, but I feel like, uh, I don't know, man. I think it would be interesting when people start to see all the stuff that they've been watching is not there no more. That's what I want to see what happens. So you can have an algorithm all you want, but if I wanted to see, if I was used to watching all that Marvel shit and it ain't there no more, then what's the algorithm going to show me? <laughs> if, if it ain't the shit I want to see, I know it's over there. You know, it's like, uh, you might want to watch this. Uh, where's Black Panther? Or where's that? Where's Friends at? See, the algorithm can't equate for that. At least in my opinion. Ant, you mentioned Business Wars. Have they ever re-uploaded the Death Row episode of that? that I still I, can't find it. I don't think they did, no. That I don't, no, I could, yeah, because I remember they, there was an issue with that because they played some of the music, I think it was, and then they re-uploaded it. Now I can't see it either, no. Yeah, I don't think, they, I think they took it, I don't think it ever came back. They must have got, I, I'm glad I listened to the whole thing, but yeah, they must have got some cease and desist on that one. Probably giving up too much game. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, yeah, HBO. We'll see what happens. Uh, I gotta say, go the, ahead. Go the ahead. logo, 
<laughs> the logo is surprisingly ugly. Yeah, it looks foul. Okay, okay. I mean, it's obvious from a marketing standpoint. It's obvious, you know, you take your number one property of the block, which is HBO. You own Cinemax. Okay, boom, HBO Max. Boom, there it is. But the simplicity of that combination does not go with their logo. That that art direction is terrible. Terrible. Looks like something from from the seventies or something. <laughs> oh, they can always change it. Yeah. How many times has Netflix changed their logo over the last four years? Well, they've they've changed the color, but the the Not the, the concept. I don't know. It used, to say, it used to say Netflix, then it was an N itself on the, to itself at one. I think it's just the N now, isn't it? I see both on the app. When you well on my app on Apple TV, it's the same. It says Netflix now on my iPhone, it's just an N. But I just assume because they wanted something that's a little bit that stands out on the app on the uh, iPhone on the phone. But on the Apple TV, it still says Netflix. Yeah, now if you do a Google search, you'll see different variations actually had various some of them are slight they had a drop shadow took the drop shadow away to put the arch in it i think now they have that in that has that has a feather drop shadow look which is an odd choice to me but i guess they're trying to brand it as you recognize that red in or something then the letter used to be white now it's red it was white yeah i remember the original branding was white with the uh, black drop shadow with the red yeah, background. You know, for a company as big as that, they changed their brand way more than you would normally see a company do something like that, which is interesting to me. But I mean, it is what it is. Oh shit, they did! Wow. I only noticed that because that's that's kind of what I do. I think they they changed that because when I look at that that first generation logo. That makes me think of those paper things I used to get in the mail. Right. That's probably why they did change it, trying to change the brand. Yeah, the red on the white looks pretty cheap. Yeah. I think they still keep the basics, uh, except for the, even with, I'm looking at the image here, they've got the end, which I don't understand. Looks like the ends ends folded over, three-dimensional. But it still says Netflix on top on some of these, some of these, uh, some of these images. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it, which you know, of course, the move from that paper thing in the mail, then the move to more of a digital presentation of it, and then probably the plethoration of understanding most people are looking at this on an app or something. So you sort of adjust your logo to fit where people are seeing it, and probably that in probably is like okay, really nailing down to the phone, smartphone you know, thing and maybe um, positioning and how it plays on a TV was sort of the happy medium between both. Um, but they kept the red is always the thing that was their brand. The red is always prominent no matter what. Um, but they need to lock it down to something because you can't keep. Well, maybe, maybe they're on some different shit. Maybe you can't keep, <laughs> but normally you wouldn't keep changing your brand. Like you wouldn't see a Microsoft or Amazon doing such a dramatic change of branding like that but uh yeah like i said hbo they can i wouldn't be surprised if they just go back to their traditional hbo logo 
And then it just says Max or something on the side. But, you know, there. Um, any other stuff I wanted to bring up? Well, again, HBO, they've been <clears throat> the leader in premium television since 1975 or so. So you knew when they got in this, they were going to come correct. All right. Yep. Yeah. I'm, I'm still, I can't wait to see Watchmen and see what they do with it. Very curious. Uh, well, one thing, you know, uh, last week <clears throat> we were informed, you know, through the media of this whole Taylor Swift, Scooter, Braun uh, beef now. Yeah, yeah. When that broke, I didn't know who Scooter was. I just thought it was some knucklehead label wannabe knucklehead. And then I got an opportunity to watch an interview with him on Complex, I believe, on their show called The Blueprint. Dude, nothing but respect for the cat. Guy built up his, his enterprise. I uh, started working with doing party planning. Then he started working with uh, Jermaine Dupri at So So Deaf. Got fired and did his own thing. Yeah, this guy put out Justin Bieber. <laughs> I didn't know that at yep. first. <laughs> Among other people, uh, I think Q's got to go. So shout out to Q. Have a good day, sir. Yeah, man, I watched the. I didn't watch the whole thing yet, but I saw a lot of that interview just to get some of his history. And man, to me, he was like a, a, a you know, like a puffy or something like that. You know, early puffy, exactly. You know, and just was real hungry. I love how he said. You know, he went to Atlanta and he got hooked up with uh, God. What's the brother's name? Jason. I think he played. He played. Didn't he play Michael Jackson in that? Yeah, the actor. Yes. Uh, yes. Movie. Man's name. But he was like, "You want to see the other side of Atlanta?" So he took him to the hood clubs <clears throat> and really got to see how hip hop and stuff was really popping. So, okay, let me get in. Let me figure this out. And like you say, was you know kind of interning and started working for So So Deaf. Came with different marketing ideas. I love. He was saying, you know, I would sit down with Jermaine Dupri and explain the whole marketing rollout to him. And then Jermaine would go to New York or these big, you know, the corporations and then say it word for word as if he created it. But he was like, they figured out that I was the one really coming up with these concepts and marketing things. And Jermaine's whole thing was he was scared somebody was going to steal him from underneath him. I find that very interesting because he sees this cat obviously knows what he's doing and he's afraid like man this dude somebody else gonna want to get him too how do i keep him almost let me hide him from the industry <laughs> and then he talked yep. about jermaine dupree's mom came to the office one day talking crazy going in i guess going in on people i don't know said he was like i'm not gonna and i i, I dug that he's like i'm gonna be respectful enough to not even say what she said but it was just mad disrespectful. But I'm going to let that roll off. And then he said, what did he say? He got a letter. Like he was with Jermaine the next day and they was just doing their thing. Yeah, they was hanging out the night, night you yeah. know, the next day and then comes to work. And there's a termination letter signed by the mom and by Jermaine. <laughs> exactly. And he, he and went Jermaine's to Jermaine's. Like, yeah, what did he say? He said, Jermaine, Jermaine told him, like, give it a few weeks. He's like, nah, man, I'm out. Yeah, man. That was crazy. But Go ahead. this whole thing with um, <clears throat> Taylor Swift and she had, and she's been just raking this guy 
I, and I wanted to watch the interview to see just to get a, get a read off him. You know, I don't know Taylor. Sorry. I, so obviously, but I don't get a predatory business vibe off this cat at all. No, you know, I, I don't Again, I'm not privy to what went on between them, but the guy shows respect. You know, he had a, uh, difference of opinion with Bieber when Bieber became an adult. He said, you know what? That's not my story to tell. I'll let Justin handle that when he wants to talk about it. You know, I, and he didn't rip anybody. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, he comes off, like I said, where he talks about stuff he was talking about. And I, I, I some I didn't know his connection to some of these artists, but he's tied to the biggest people in the game. Like he's a manager. Like he or he's like the he had, they had their personal manager, but he liked the one when they the big deals, they holler at him. So he managing Kanye. Uh he talked about what's yep. her name? Andrea Grande or something? Yeah, Ariana Grande. Ariana, yeah. He's like, We had a disagreement. She wasn't feeling what I was saying, blah blah blah. You know, he said something happened, I'm not gonna get into what it was. But then at the he said, but then she realized she came back and we doing business. So I was like this dude is one of them cats that he's probably now I will say he's probably about his business. He probably if he's probably one of them cats like if you want his team, he's gonna ride hard for you and you better get out of the way or <laughs> one of them type of cats if you're on the other side. But that's what you're supposed to do. You're the manager. But when I saw that he was the guy they was talking about with Bieber, I had heard of him, but I didn't know who he was. And I remember seeing that Bieber movie and he would talk about dude, but I don't think they ever really showed dude. So when I saw from his perspective how he was talking about it, yeah, saw him on YouTube, whatever. When I swooped up him and his mom, I put him in a house. I'm paying all yep. the bills. I only yep. got a certain amount of, uh, of money left. I got, thir- I got 13, 13 months. Yeah, 13 months to make it. Oh, I'm going to be broke. And he's like, I'm riding hard. And he had another artist as a white rapper, dude. Yeah, Asher something. Yeah, man. Yeah. Never heard of him. I had heard of him, but yeah, I mean, dude, dude is doing this. He's a young cat. If a young cat like that can come into the game and have a legit superstar under his, under his belt, he talked about, you know, I brought Bieber to L.A. Reed. You know, L.A. Reed didn't want nothing to do with it, really. You know, he's like, he, he was like, oh, I don't know what to do with this kid. You know, I'm pushing L.A. to sign him. You know, Usher, he kind of, he was low. I could see what he was doing. He was like, you know, everybody said Usher. No, but I brought, I brought Usher in on the deal. I told him he could eat off of it if I got the, you know, I see what he was trying to, (laughs) trying to clear up some shit. I I can respect that. But I'm not mad at that. Like, this is the cat that was really putting in a lot of work to get things popping. And if he can somehow get the money together where he can go buy out a whole label and buy everybody's master's, all I can do is salute because that's a young dude, huh? And yep. he, he came, he said he was just doing DJing and party promoting in his high school. And, <laughs> hey, man. I ain't mad at him. No, Taylor Swift, if she ain't got more money than him to do that, I don't know what's going on because it's not like he just grinding out here and, and he got relationships with everybody and he making people, making people hot, making money with, money with cats, man. So I ain't mad at him at all. I'm mad at that dude I'm, at all, man. Not at all. I'm trying Not to study. All. I was trying to study. Okay, let me understand the blueprint, the, the mindset. <clears throat> and that was one thing he said. I don't know if you got to this part, but he said something about, you know, because you mentioned the word, you know, studying him. 
He said, you know, I learned that your peers are your mentors. Mm, yes. Someone who, to be your mentor doesn't have to be older than you. He said, because when I talk to the old cats and I want to get in a room with these guys, first thing that they would say was, well, let me call so-and-so who I've known for 25 years. The old cats have already done it. You can learn from your peers, from people around you. That's where it's going to come from, not from getting in a room with the old dudes. And that's something I hadn't thought about till he said it. Yeah. He said something else, too, that really stuck out with me. Or I could, I could see how his character was. He said something like, I'm paraphrasing. He said, I don't study or something. I just wait for people to talk shit. Yeah. And yeah. that's when I get. <laughs> that's where my motivation comes from. Yeah. I, was... I wait for people to talk shit, then I make my move. That's yeah. all. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I feel you on that. Because he was like, yeah, after Usher's, or after Jermaine Dupri's mom and said, I couldn't do this. Or he said, I couldn't watch me. Watch me do it. And he was like, I, he said, I had a blueprint. I what he say? I was trying to get three different types. No, he said, I study the marketplace and fill a gap that's not yep. there. And, he's, and he mentioned, he said, that one white rapper dude was one of them. Justin Bieber was the other. He said, there's nobody like that in the game. And he said, I hadn't found the third one yet. But he said, that's my success. I, I study the game and, and give them what ain't there. So I was like, yeah, this dude he definitely had his shit mapped out, man. So... Sorry, yeah, Taylor. Yeah, sorry, Taylor, baby. I can't I can't ride with you on this one. I ain't sorry. I go ahead and say it. <laughs> culture vulture in ass. And I'ma say this too. Yes, she was big in country music, and I loathe to give this man credit, but if it wasn't for Kanye, exactly. you wouldn't be where you are right now. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes somebody shitting on you can be the best thing for your career, and she's milked the fuck out of that. Mm. And I ain't mad, I'm not mad at it, but let's just call a spade a spade. Yeah, she's just trying to, she's trying to use her power uh, to try and start a campaign to shame them or something like that. But it, it ain't gonna work, man. I mean, the people who really, uh, the people who really know what's popping, it ain't. That ain't gonna work. They know exactly what that was. That's just good business. I'd be like, oh, it can work. I would be like, oh yeah, it can work. If I'm scooted, like, oh yeah, it can work. Give me five hundred million for this. Exactly. Yeah. If he put together the deal and, and spent three hundred mil and got it, she could have spent the same money and got it. Now, yeah. to to be fair, apparently there's more to it than just that. But I'm like, the dude got the money to get it. So if you, you mad that he got it, then make him an offer. Yeah, exactly. or he knows he got the relationships to partner up with people who do got the bread, you know what I'm saying, to make moves like that happen. That's how a lot of it be. So, okay, I got my silent homie over here, got this cat over here. Boom. You know, let's go ahead and scoop this up. We're going to all eat off of this. I'll be the Wait. face of this situation. You know what I'm saying? She she made she don't have I'm not I don't know. Maybe she don't have the business relationships with other investors and people like that that can make moves. To do stuff like that, so you know she need to call Clarence. Clarence. <laughs> <laughs> she, Clarence probably already talking with uh with the old yeah, boy. Scooter, Scooter call Clarence. Sound like he would be somebody Clarence was already probably guiding anyway. He's like, let me show you how we can flip this. Yeah, we yeah, all yeah, yeah. Let's get this, man. You know, I mean, again, I mean, because what I've heard was there wasn't an opportunity presented to her to buy it, and I mean, I, I guess that sucks, but. 
I don't see what he did that was so wrong. What was the you might not like the guy, but oh well. Yeah, was the opportunity provided to all the other artists whose master is a part of the deal? Why will she get any record? Yeah, any other good. special record? Get <laughs> out of here, man! This is business. Right. Yeah. Where's my Billy Sparks sweatsuit? That's right. Yeah, yeah man. But and then at the same token, she damn sure ain't gonna be getting any sympathy from the black contingent after she tried to rip off Beyonce for that homecoming thing. Mm. Fuck out here. Speaking Have of Beyonce. Remember- I gotta ask you this. Uh, so the new movie uh, Lion King, which Aunt saw. Uh, yeah, Aunt, you saw this. Now, before I ask you what you thought of this, um, I see that this movie is getting ripped. Uh, is it out yet? No. It comes oh no, on next Thursday. Okay, I'll see the show times. I'm like, huh? Um, I saw a couple people online that I like John Campia. I know I follow his stuff. And he liked it and a few others. But looking at Rotten Tomatoes, it is sitting at a 60%. It's super low for such a big movie like this. What did you think of the movie, Ant? I can, I can totally understand how it's getting that rating. For me, I've since I've seen it, they didn't deviate from the original story in one bit whatsoever. And, you know, that's fine. But, you know, I guess I have to give uh, Mr. Michael Jones his props where he was talking about how big Lion King has become within pop culture. The fact that it had a very long running Broadway stage production of it, that when you do do this remake and somebody who's seen the uh, the original, you kind of do just get to sitting there like, okay, well, okay, And you're just like, are they going to deviate whatsoever? Uh, one thing I will say is, as much as the CGI, this is a beautiful looking film. The CGI is amazing. If you've ever seen the Planet Earth documentaries, when you oh, when yeah. the visuals come up, it it looks just like that. You would swear this was an African oh. outback or whatnot, and the animals they look they they look real and lifelike. But here's where the 1994 animators got it right. And these 2019 CGI uh, renderers get it wrong. They did the new Lion King. These animals have no facial expression or emotion whatsoever. There are times where the animals have to be scared, sad, crying, uh, happy, joyous. And their face, it, it doesn't emote that at all. Whereas if you looked at the 1994 Lion King, they were able to draw them with all of these reactions. So there is certain scenes in these films that should have carried uh, more than uh, these emotional weight to you that were just lacking because, you know, there's just this, uh, this, this, this lion with a look. Well, <laughs> is, it, a, is it more like because they, want, they tried to go ultra real? Where I, I don't know. I, I guess I a lion wouldn't have an emotional reaction on his face in real life, right? Uh, that's a uh, that's a question that wasn't asked to John Farver. <laughs> he didn't tell us, so I, I don't. Well, no, know. I'm saying I'm assuming that's because they're going for the ultra realistic look. If the, if but, they don't show emotion on these animals, they, because they probably they wouldn't really look like that. I'm well, just, you know what I mean. Well, I, I get your point, but now that you mention that, I remember there was a scene where. Um, 
Timon and Pumbaa were sure assemble around their home. Mm-hmm. And there was, I guess it was an antelope. It was some type of four-legged that looked like a deer or something. And they kind of looked like, oh, shit, that's a lion. So they did have those hmm. moments okay. where they, they're looking like like they're, they're looking shocked. So I, I guess I wasn't totally honest. There was some moments. But, you know, like. Spoilers. I mean, you, you know what happens to Mufasa, right? I never Mike? seen that movie. So no. Ah, shit. Well, <laughs> I'm, I mean, you can spoil it if you want. I'm <laughs> sure. I imagine somebody died in the original. I kind of vaguely, you know, yes. pop culture. Yeah. So his name when, was Darth Vader, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So when Mufasa uh, gets dealt with in the cartoon, you see this expre- this expression on his face. Where he's falling, oh damn! We, we, yeah, sorry, he swallows to his death. You can see on the cartoon the look of shock, the look of terror, and here this is just not there. So for me, it didn't carry that weight. Now I went with my homegirl Mariah. She loved it. Now again, she's thirteen years younger than me, so she might be. Yeah, I'm saying it a little more easily impressed. Whatever. Say. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'm sitting there, she's she to nudge me like, oh, my God, this is awesome. Oh, my God, this is awesome. And I'm like, yeah, this is like it was in the first movie. Yeah, yeah. So, so it may, maybe I'm on my old man aunt, but I can. But when I looked at some of the reviews, they were saying the same things I was saying. There's no emotion to these animals. There's no um, facial expression that, you know, really has to carry the uh, the film. And then when you don't have that, then you can just have these voice actors. And I'm just going to be honest. Some of them, you know, James Earl Jones, it comes across. Some of them, they, they can't do it. Uh, Seth Rogen and the guy who plays uh, uh, Timon, Billy Enoch, they get it across, but they're a bunch of clowns. That's all they got to do is joke around and make one-liners and take nothing serious. So that's kind of easy. But when you have, you know, Donald Glover and Beyonce, and, you know, love Beyonce, but come on, she's a terrible actress, trying to carry those emotional weighted scenes is just not doing it. Uh, there's another scene. Uh, Mark, you saw Lion King, right? Once way back in college. Okay, so in the original, there's a scene where, you know, Simba, he goes and uh, to this area and these hyenas come after him. And, you know, Daddy Mufasa comes to save him. And in the original, you know, Simba's just looking sad, like, oh, shit, my dad gonna whip my ass or he gonna chew me out. Ugh. And they, they sh- in, the, in the cartoon, it, it plays well. And at the end, he said... Um, um, Simba goes, he's like, yeah, you didn't look scared. You you showed them hyenas. And, and Mufasa goes, yeah, because nobody messes with your dad. In the original, you see all the emotion on it, and it resonates with you. You get the laugh, and you get the, oh, okay. Here, it was just like, I remember that scene being so much better. So it was kind of like a letdown. So I get it. They're, they're probably holding it too much to the original, but it's like, hey, Disney, you guys decided to remake it, so you go ahead and uh, get this 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 little smack on the wrist of people ain't liking it. That being said, this movie's gonna make a fuck ton of money. It's, <laughs> it's, it's gonna probably do about a hundred million open the weekend. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think the nostalgia because you know there's the songs are there. That's what's the people, regardless of all the other stuff that I'm saying, people are gonna get into. I just can't wait to be king. Feel the love. Uh, can you feel the love tonight? Where it's a duet with Beyonce and Donald Glover. It works good. Uh, Beyonce's song, um, Scar's song, it, it all works. Um, um, what is it? Circle of Life. Psh. You know, I, I know people got respect for Elton John, but they remade this. They got a sister singing it with this African brother singing vocals on it as well. 
they shit on the original and it really does bring you get you in the mood of this film okay i might actually check this out like i said i haven't seen the original but i might i might go see this actually yeah you know, and then after that, go watch the original, and you probably notice how it just doesn't have the, emo- the same emotional weight. And you know, again, maybe it's a failure. Maybe they just can't do it just yet. Which is, which is, which I'm thinking that that can't be the case because I'm seeing what they did in Dumbo, how they made that that elephant look sad and and uh, pathetic there. So I'm like, how they can't do it here? Hmm. Well, I said it's a. Very interesting, you know, uh, this whole initiative that Disney has to, re- you know, do these live action versions of these classics. Um, did they ever do, um, they haven't done Sleeping Beauty like in live action, have they? No, not that, that I can remember. Interesting. No, I think it's Cinderella. You're right. They, I don't think they have. Okay. Um, so, you know, you know, they got, they did Aladdin, which I, apparently I need to go see. People swear that it's so great. Uh, they got Mulan. They just released it, and actually, <laughs> I kid you not, my coworker, she's Asian, and I said, I, I like it. It's making it more of a, a Hong Kong Asian film to it. They, and she's like, it, it, Have you seen the trailer? I saw the trailer. No. Yeah, it, to it me, looks it like, kinda, yeah, it looks like Dragon Fist. <laughs> I mean, I'm speaking yeah. to somebody don't know <laughs> shit, but but my uh, my my coworker, she's Korean. She, you know, she's knows about that Asian cinema. She's like, she don't like it. She wanted to be more like what she remembered from the cartoon. They, where's the dragon at uh, Mushu? Um, why does it seem like a serious uh, film where it was more lighthearted? And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not Asian, so I'm going to yield to you. I, it's like, I think it looks great. I like what they're doing. She's like, I hate it. I was like, oh, hold your own nuts. <laughs> well, I, and I haven't seen the original of that either, the animated one. So, But yeah, I mean, they're doing everything, man. man. Making live, I was seeing to me. I like they should oh. do Pinocchio, like yeah. CGI or something. They probably could do well, um, but I think they might be risk averse with that because of how poorly Dumbo did. I don't know because you know some people mm-hmm. are saying that it's just an old story or it just might not have been a great a good ab- adaptation. But Pinocchio always works. I think that's a story that always was relatable. You know, to be a real person or a real boy. Like I just recently bought the animated one because my, you know, my great, my yeah, daughter, it's a great. My daughter loves that, and I was kind of surprised. I was like, I don't know, if she's gonna take to this, but she was like, Yeah, Pinocchio. So I, I, I would, I just think, it would, I mean, obviously with technology, they could certainly pull that movie off dramatically. It'd be dope. I'd be curious if they would set it in a current time. I guess it wouldn't make any sense. Nah, you couldn't do that. But I wouldn't mind seeing a live version of that. I think that'd be kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. And you know, this little mermaid thing's taking it still taking a life of its own. Little mermaid. I'm like I'm like two weeks and they still going off on this? Yeah. I haven't seen the original, but I yeah. Not Damn. Dude, you're not that much older than me. I'm How not, did you miss all the Well, I, I knew that they were out. I'm not so I'm a anime guy and the animation of those Disney ones, they just don't appeal to me. I just thought that they were lower grade than the you know like so to me like was it studio jubilee if i'm saying their name right uh like mm-hmm. movies like spirited away you know those yeah. those japanese no those are the shit to me uh so i never was i, I was like i'm cool on that disney stuff that shit is whack but i know that i'm saying they're whack visually to me but i understand and respect that those are classic movies <laughs> loved by millions and i ain't mad at that 
Yeah, people are clamoring for them to do Hercules, hmm. which okay. which which could be interesting. Uh, if you saw the movie, uh, and if you're a comic book fan, you you probably don't want them to do that at all. Hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, but yeah, lot. Lion King, that was a, again, it's a good film going with lowered expectations and you'll enjoy it. All right. Uh, there is a movie that came out this week that I do want to see. Is it called Crawl? Yes. The one with the, the alligator, the cracker. <laughs> I do want to see that. I just think it's fun. It's like it's crocodile. there's a flood or something that happens. And they get trapped underneath the house and there's like some killer crocodile terrorizing them in the house. It's like a good B movie. <laughs> I might sneak out to go see that this weekend. We'll see. Um, anything else? Uh, I, just, I, I just want to recommend a movie that I just started watching on Netflix called Black and Privilege. It's very low budget, but it's a pretty interesting story. It takes place in Chicago. Um, apparently, these uh, I, I guess they, the respectability politic Negroes, they uh, got this little, they're in the, the suburb. I don't know if it's a suburb. I, I don't know any of this shit. I know they're in Inglewood <laughs> near Chicago. Apparently, the uh, the public housing or the low low uh, low income housing got shut down, and somehow they get transplanted to their neighborhood. And these uppity Negroes are like not about it or not having it. Um, if you go look at the, uh, if you go to Netflix and uh, they have like the um, the preview of the film, one of them walks up to the, uh, the the respectable Negro, goes to the hood Negro, and it's talking about don't disrespect my uh, my wife again. And the hood dude is like, but y'all ain't y'all ain't trying to make me a part of this neighborhood. Da, 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 da. And then as he's slowly talking, you see the the respectable Negro. All of a sudden, all the his other neighbors start gathering, and then they pan to the hood Negro. All of his partners just ran away. <laughs> So he's going back. Yeah, he's going back and forth like y'all ain't trying to make us be a part of. It. We're just trying to get a piece of it. And he's like, well, yeah, you you're right. And then all of a sudden, the dude was like, damn, he said I was right. So then he looks over his shoulder. He's like, where the hell these niggas go? I'm, I'm looking at it right now as you say this. <laughs> so I got to get the rest of it. I just saw the first part. They dropping a lot of game about um, gentrification and uh, redlining and how you know the political systems do this to uh, to bring their property values down. Again, I mean, it's not the best production, but it's pretty entertaining. I'm already 20 minutes deep into it. Now, see, Are we talking production yeah. like Dolomite production here? No, no, no. I'm looking at it right now. I mean, it's, it looks fine. See, this is the type of stuff I'm saying. Like, I would have loved to see that they Netflix did not push this to me. Like, I didn't, I wouldn't even have noticed this, but I love this. I added it to my list as you spoke about it, and this is why I like this is see this is the thing I think I love about streaming just because of the opportunity. Shows like this have a place to be seen where before you know you would probably have to try and buy it or if it had been on DVD and you maybe noticed it somewhere. Or probably not. It'd have been harder to get it out there, but here, it can be seen by everybody. Like, is a is a there's a place to show these things. So I'm I'm all on this. Yeah, black and privilege. Yeah, I'm gonna check this out. Now, it's strange that you said that because I just happened to you know just go on Netflix and it was actually pushed to me. I don't know what the hell I watched hmm. that. Okay, I say that it sounds wrong. <laughs> but I don't know what I watched that they put that at the. At front of center for me. Go, but I, go to your. I saw it. Go to your. Uh, what is the section where I say watch again section? Tell us what you be watching. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go, well, I got, you mean continue watching? Because I'm trying well, to Well, there's that, but there's the ones where it shows things that you've already watched. Is it, you want to watch it again? Uh, sometimes I'm it shows it. Down, I don't see it. Yeah, sometimes it shows it. But. Nah, I'm on, the, I'm on the desktop app, so. Yeah, I'm, okay. Uh, All right. But yeah, I, I will recommend that. that. Again, a lot of good game, and it's it's. I hate saying it, it's, it's low budget entertainment, but I would be on it. So that's how we see how we do our stuff. But I mean, but but, but dude, come on. <laughs> yeah, we do. You see, it? <laughs> I, it's still entertaining. All you can say is like, "Damn, I wish they had a bigger budget." Yeah, I think we we get caught up on the visual aspect of it. As opposed to now, I don't know. I haven't seen the acting or the writing, but I be I like a lot of stuff that production quality may not be the same as some big budget movie, but the story be more intense, and I'm more more into that than I do being a lot of stuff. Especially like um, I used to be all into Money and Violence on YouTube. A couple of those shows I used to watch heavy on YouTube. Actually, you know, there's some good. St- we, we watch some of them now. The comedy ones are big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Jaw. Big Jaw. Max. Yeah. <laughs> but his whole little, there's a whole little crew of them cats. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Killer Bay is one I think is funny. Um, God, I can't think of the other ones. Right Troy now. in LA. Okay. Uh, Corey, I think. I can I think. Yeah. Some guy named Corey. Of course, you know, we, we, we be checking out the females because every time you turn around, they got a new bad one. <laughs> you ain't like, it's like, I want to be thinking, like, where he find them? Like, wait, he in LA. Yeah. 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 The one, dude, the one dude, he showed the preview of his second season. He got uh, the chick caught up in the little fizz B2K thing. She started. April Jones? Yeah. Oh, we talk about It's that the guy shit. who's, uh, oh, it's, are you hitting that. Have you watched that yet? You, you hitting nah, that? Nah. Not. Yeah, he's doing a season two. He's getting ready to start up, and she's in. It. I was like, I see why they all in foolishness, but it ain't nothing. None of it is worth all that. But anyway, let's hold on. Story. Shout out to Sean, Sean Wick. Oh, Jahan Jones. <laughs> yeah, that cat. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And this is, you know, I'm, thank God it's 2019. You know, if you have the talent and you have the desire, you know, you can, you can do, do it. it. Yeah. Yeah, and they all got six hundred thirty-eight thousand views on yeah. some of these, and they all clicked up to yeah. You see, all the same to be the paint, you know, they be in each other's videos, and and that's another good thing, you know, support each other. They all rise. Yeah, I just want to know do they be getting, like man? <laughs> let me stop. <laughs> I go like Sade. I might put up with some of that. She fine. Who is this? Which one? Sade. Remember, I'm going too. Oh, hilarious. That's, uh, see, I'm, should be pausing the show for that. I think, that's, isn't her name Tangerine or something? Uh, Maybe I'm getting her mixed up. You might. Well, I just know her shot at. Yeah, one of them is married. She used to be on the foxhole. What? Well, I don't know if that's her, but she being one of them, she's married to one of them dudes. But anyway, I'm going too deep. Um, uh, hilarious. All right. Any other things, Mr. Bray? Yes. Yes. Last week, I had the opportunity <laughs> to try another Michelin star restaurant. Oh, okay. I went down into the Napa Valley to La Toque 
a French restaurant with one Michelin star. You said it's called Le Toque? Le Toque. T-O-Q-U-E? I was about to say, this ain't a Snoop Dogg establishment. Uh, no. Token. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. No, we, we, they weren't toking in the kitchen. Bad no. joke. At least, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, they had three different um, options. You could have the big um, the big nine-course deal. You could have a, a five-course. You could have a four-course. I went with the five-course because one of the selections of the nine-course was octopus and hummus. Whoa. Now, I'm not wild about octopus, but I hate hummus. And I'm not spending 220 some fucking hummus. That wasn't going to fly. Mm. Now, having said that, in my five course, I picked all seafood. And the halibut, the poached halibut, was insane. It was worth making that trip down there for. Now, <clears throat> I did not have an opportunity to speak to the owner chef. And... He was a great guy. I told him I'd like to interview him at some point. So he said he'd like to do that as well. I was asked by Q in the chat, you know, what a Michelin star means. So real briefly, it's this. Michelin, yes, the tire people make a travel guide. Now, they rate all sorts of things. But with chefs, if you get a Michelin star, you're badass. You get two, you're talking pretty good. You get three, you're world-renowned. <clears throat> and this place has one. And one star from the guide means if you're in the area, go check this place out. Two means if you're anywhere close to it, make a detour to this place. Three, three means you make a special trip and build your trip around this restaurant. I have not been to a two-star or a three-star yet. That will be coming up soon. Maybe maybe sometime in the fall I may hit a two-star. I've already got one that I'm looking at. But that's half the fun. And the one thing that is common to all of the Michelin places that I've been to is as great as the food is, and it's great, the service is even better. They pay incredible attention to detail they get it right it's all about you the diner we want to make it magnificent for you if you don't like it let us know we'll get it right and go from there it it is truly an experience i i can't recommend trying a michelin restaurant high enough interesting i always I find it interesting that the tire company i wonder like how when did the prestige of that started to become the thing. You know what I mean? Like It's been around for a while because there's a place also in Napa called the French Laundry that has people lining up for months at a time to mm -hmm. get in. Uh, Adam Sandler was there recently, and he put up all kinds of pictures on his Instagram. Uh, earlier this year, John Legend was there with his lady. Was it Christy Turlington? Is that who he's married with? I, think so. I know he's with a supermodel. I forget which one. But he bought the entire restaurant champagne when he was there. Okay. You know, and the experience, the, I mean, the three stars are like once-a-lifetime experiences, from what I understand. And and I'm relatively new to this. I've only been doing fine dining for about, you know, 10 years now. But, yeah, for a real serious chef, this is what they want. They want that star. Interesting. All right. Now, what's the place called again? La Toque? 
Latoke. Latoke. Now, on the sporting news, I've got a question for Ampu. Okay. What? On in the men's semifinal at Wimbledon. Yes, sir. I do believe it was Federer who pulled it off, right? Yes, he did. I and to be honest, uh, I know Nadal has been catching his ass. Cause the last couple of years, <laughs> but Federer has owned him. People keep forgetting Federer has owned the doll. I'm gonna catch your ass. <laughs> now, who do you like in the final? I want Federer, but Djokovic is just on a whole other level. It's, it's gonna be Djokovic again. He already beat him twice in what's 15 and 16 at Wimbledon, so I think it'll be a third time. Now, on your uh, <clears throat> on your Facebook. Yeah, you know, I saw some things the other day. You've been to Wimbledon before? Yeah, 2013. I went with the fam to London, and uh, thanks. Shout out to my cousin Keisha. She uh, said, "I want to go to Wimbledon. Let's go." I said, "I don't want to do that," but I went there. I went there twice, back to back. I was actually on center court for a Sloan Stevens match, and then the next day we got up around 4:30 in the morning and got into the queue. Which, you know, for us Americans is just a line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to get in the queue. I was like, what the hell is this queue? I'm like, what the? But yeah. And we sat on the grass from five from uh, five o'clock to 730 to get uh, court one tickets. And, but it, it was fun as hell. Hmm. All right. Actually. Actually, I actually I made the news. They had to sing some song about Andy Murray because he was uh, in the midst of his Wimbledon championship run. I can't find it, though. <laughs> so, Ant, you are just the globe trotter, man. You're the world traveler. I'm trying. This year, hopefully I'll make it to Tokyo again for the New Japan show. All right. Tokyo. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Tokyo, I... I <laughs> Wait a minute! You're going to Japan, Anthony? That's that's my goal. Yeah, but I can't find a ticket less than a thousand. So I'm hoping maybe another month I can get it down to eight hundred dollars. If you go, we're going to talk about this. Oh, I need something brought back for me. Okay, we'll okay. discuss. <laughs> gotcha. I recommend all black people get your ass out of America at least once in your lifetime. Uh, Europe is easier because there's a lot of more people to speak English, but uh, Asian countries, they're so nice. You'd be, you'd be astonished at just how nice they are and clean as hell. All right, you recommend a trip to Sweden? Uh, I don't know much about Sweden, <laughs> so I can <laughs> just don't well, get no fight in the streets. Well, based on Pulp Fiction, go to Sweden. <laughs> get a royal with cheese. <laughs> All right, last story of the day. Uh, they finally, the feds got him. Uh, R. Kelly is facing a minimum of 15 years on, in prison on new charges. Uh, says uh, there's been two indictments unsealed uh, in Illinois. One lists five unnamed female minors who met Kelly in 1990s, four of whom appeared in videos in which they had sexual contact or engaged in sex act with the singer. Um, yeah, the, fed, the feds and got him. He's, I think he was arrested in New York. Yep. He's walking his dog, apparently. Uh, and I think they got some of his associates, too, uh, this time around. So this is a wide 
uh, thing they had. And they've been working on this for a while. Uh, and you know, the, the, the track record conviction rate for the feds is like, what, 99.5% or something like that? When the feds get on you, <laughs> you in trouble. <laughs> yeah, so this might be the one uh, where he finally goes down over. Um, just curious, what do you, you think about this, uh, Big Sexy? And have you finished that book, uh, Soulless, The Case Against R. Kelly? Yes, I did. And the judge on the first case with the young girl, I don't know what the hell's going on in Illinois <laughs> on, on, on their, um, on their bar association. This judge, before he became judge granted, apparently had shot up some places, you know, with a, with an automatic rifle and didn't get charged behind it. Yeah, I can't, that's just insane. Now, granted he wasn't convicted, but just the allegation alone should say, you know what, this guy doesn't have the temperament to do this job. But this guy wanted all the publicity, wants all the high-profile cases, wants all the smoke, and does shitty judgments on it. Now, with this thing now with Mr. Kelly, I've been saying this a lot lately, too. When the federal government comes to get you, it doesn't matter who you are. They're going to get you. Again, Martha Stewart can go to prison. Anybody can go to prison. You know, Martha's got long money. She's got that, you know, inherent privilege. Federal government said, we don't give a damn. Lock her up. And next month, this is next month. Yeah, I think next month they're going to sentence Felicity Huffman. I think she's getting four months. And Lori Laughlin at this stage, I don't know if this has changed, but she wants to go to trial. She's going to get some time. R. Kelly, he's got the double whammy on him. He's got the, the federals on him, plus he's got the state issues in Chicago. And they do not run concurrent. You know, so the federal will get him first. And once that's resolved, Chicago's still looking at him. This is not a good time to be a high-profile defendant. Because now them chickens are coming home to roost. Mm. What was your old Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, I say, is it a sad state of affairs that I'm of the mindset until he's actually convicted, I don't believe they got him? No, no, you're right to feel that way because, again, at the end of the day, people that have money and or notoriety, until you get them in the dragnet and get them cuffs on them, there is always that possibility they may, they may dance out of it, yeah. I was gonna. I was curious. What did you? What was your overall thoughts on that book, Big Sexy? I enjoyed it, you know. And if the the author did a great job, okay, he brought receipts and he did the research. He did. He did a damn thing, you know. And if R. Kelly wasn't such a rat bastard, pervert, child rapist, you could almost, almost feel sorry for him because his of his own limitations intellectually which means he got taken advantage of by a lot of people around him. But, you know, he is a child-raping rat bastard. So there's no reason to feel bad for him. He did this to himself. He did. This is on him. At the end of the day, is he talented? Yes, he is. But at the end of the day, he let his own lack of discipline and his 
twisted appetites do him in. He's getting what he deserves. I got no sympathy for him. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that's a pretty pretty interesting book, man. To just have it all laid out chronologically and kind of go through everything. Uh, dude, ah, I don't know what's gonna happen to him. I'm, I'm curious. The 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 end story of R. Kelly is he's gonna just be sitting in prison. I wonder when he actually, if and when he gets convicted and he goes to prison, will he at some point say, "All right, let me let me tell what happened," you know? Let me admit to all of this craziness, or was he just going to continue to deny to the day he dies? You know. Well, when they got OJ in Vegas, I expected the full allocution from him. Didn't do it. So, depending on how many years Kelly gets, he may not do it either. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. I saw there was a press conference. Uh his representative gave and I think the representative is in that book too he comes off as a real funny style type of cat but one of the parents the father pulled up on him during a press conference and was, where's my daughter at you know, I don't care about them questions where's my daughter at I was like wow uh, I can't think of the girl it's one of the girls who's mentioned in the book the parents are in that book I just can't think of their name but I think at this point, man, her daughter, their daughter, then she, she's, she ain't coming out of that. Like, no, she want to be there. I guess they had a, they did a wellness check after he got just got arrested, and they went to the Trump Tower where he's been renting the space, and she wasn't there, so they're saying she didn't already move somewhere else. But the parents still want to. They won't. It's not gonna be over to them until they get her. But I think at this point, she, she grown, so she probably so caught up and whatever and a lot of this is on these parents too yeah you know they got starstruck and were clout chasing and you know saw dollar signs by pimping their child out no mm -hmm. not cool not cool and you saw the uh the hotel conspiracy brothers came out they were saying oh just when uh the news cycle was on that jeff epstein guy and all his child trafficking they get r kelly on federal charges yeah, well, they've been working on this R. Kelly thing for a while. Now, I'm not, I wouldn't doubt if they try to time it that way, but I mean, oh, well, uh, homeboy is dirty. <laughs> Ain't no conspiracy on that. And R. Kelly wasn't even trying to be clandestine about it either. Nah, he was blatant. That's what did him in. He's out there cruising the high schools. Like, come on, man. Yeah, he's, he's beyond dirty. Well, I just hope they also get the people that enabled him because some people had to have known this was going on. And yeah. Like you said, who booked these hotel rooms and whatnot. I hope those people go down too. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they, it's probably going to come down to now who want to offer a deal. Maybe, I don't know if the feds do that type of stuff, but I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, well, go ahead. If one of the enablers, you know, gets the opportunity to roll and cooperate. Yeah, they'll take it. <clears throat> they'll take it because that's how they did Michael Vick you know all his people around him they started singing like Barry White and <laughs> yeah, the only person who got time was Michael Vick yeah he found out the hard way them hoes ain't loyal <laughs> mm -hmm. wow all this right gave him up man all right on that on that Takashi 6 9 
All right, we're going to get up out of here. Before we do, Aunt Pooh, where can they find you a lot? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Aunt Pooh and uh, check for something at forallnerds.com. I got a recap of my uh, night at the Lion King Twitter event as well as a video recap of our our first impressions thoughts. Oh, okay, is that with uh, what's her, what's my girl's name? Uh, Mariah. Mariah. Yes. Mariah. Yeah. My, my uh, ODB. <laughs> <laughs> she she actually really hates that. I, I, I would imagine. I've <laughs> heard that so many times. Uh, big sexy. Where can they find you? Oh God, I can be found at Facebook, Mark Wiggins, Twitter, W S E Mark, Instagram, Mark Wiggins two where I did put up pictures of my night at Latoke. Okay, actually, I, I saw some of those. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'm, one of these days, I'm going to have to... We're going to go, go to one of those together somehow. We're going to do it. Dude, Pull just it say when, man. Just say call, when. I'm going to call the shot now. Why don't you find a Michelin star in Minneapolis? <sighs> Let's take a look. Oh, I'm going to pull up my card, man. Let's take a look right now. <laughs> Let's see what's in Minneapolis. Minneapolis is kind of tripping right now. No, running. Brothers oh, getting yeah. ran over by insane suspected white supremacists. I, eh. <laughs> Mike, like, I'm cool. <laughs> I don't know what part of uptown is. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I saw him in concert. Hey, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I can Skype me in. Yeah, there's something else going on up there right now. I don't know. But anyway, um, all right, definitely you can check us out here, podcastjuice.net. Uh, we're keeping it hot. Check out all our other programming, Music of the Pharaoh, Prince Podcast, and on and on and on to the break of dawn. With that. Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we're up out of here. Work it like a job. Peace. All right.